What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023, and the Buck and I are broadcasting live from Lake Cliff Golf Club in beautiful Spicewood, Texas, right alongside the hills of Lake Travis. We are here until 10 o'clock this morning talking plenty of sports for you. We'll talk some Texas football. Of course, we've got an anniversary to celebrate today. Yes, we do. 25 years ago today, legendary lifetime Longhorn Ricky Williams won the Heisman Trophy. And Ricky will actually join us later this morning around 930. So looking forward to that conversation. We'll continue our preview of the Sugar Bowl, Texas and Washington, now less than three weeks away. We'll talk about the Monday night football doubleheader. A couple of great games. We weren't expecting much from the two that we had last night, but both of them turned out to be fantastic games that gave us some epic finishes. We'll talk about that. Also, Shohei Otani doing something pretty unprecedented in Major League Baseball that a lot of baseball fans outside of Los Angeles aren't very fond of. We'll talk some college basketball, some college football, some other NFL, a lot to get into here on a Tuesday. But, Buck, what a gorgeous morning and what a gorgeous venue for our show today. It really, really is. Uh, this is one of my favorite golf courses in Central Texas, and it is it is absolutely gorgeous. Bent greens, I mean, it's fast as fast can be. Uh, a wide open course. It's got some – it's a really nice layout, and, and especially for uh, the golfer like me that wants to – I mean, I want to hit it, but I don't want to hit every tree on the golf course. I mean, it's open. It's got wonderful greens. It's got a great facility. And wonderful people uh, own this place, the Chapmans, uh, Lori and Dave Chapman. And hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to Lori or Kaylee. Uh, she's a head of marketing, the daughter. And it is a wonderful place. You know, Jared is uh, one of the pros out here, and he loves this place. I mean, and there's – I'm going to tell you, it's not very far from Austin either. It's that drive in between, in between Austin and – kind of Marble Falls, a little closer to Marble Falls, probably about a 40-minute drive out here. And I was talking to my wife this morning and saying, oh, there won't be anybody on the highway going up 71 towards <laughs> Marble Falls this morning. How wrong I was. It packed. Oh, my goodness. Even at 6 in the morning. It, it is just packed with people coming out this way. Do we need any more stoplights? No. no we, we already really have don't. way too many. No. Yeah. It should just, I mean, it seemed like a super speedway for a while, and then there would be a light. But this place is, this is, like I said, this is one of my favorites. I mean, I like the Horseshoe Bay area. And, and, and the Lake Cliff area out here in Spicewood, it's just, it's just great for golf. And this course, this course has been through a lot of transition until the Chapman's got it. And now it is absolutely fantastic. It really is nice facility to hit balls and prepare yourself. They've got, you know, right across the street over there, they've got uh, clay uh, tennis courts. They've got the courts and everything else. And this place is, this little area where we are, renovation here is, is really, really nice for dining, five-star dining here. Um, nice place. The 19th hole is a great place to hang out after a round of golf or, or just to have breakfast. We'll have some folks coming in to have a little breakfast this morning. But uh, thank you to the folks for having us out here, really. And we're going to enjoy a nice day of golf with the Texas Cheaters and yourself. And mm. I don't know if it'll be a nice day, but they're coming. Yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah, you should be. I don't have much money to lose. Yeah, well, that'll be a problem for them because the first thing they'll ask you, did you hit the ATM machine mm. before you started this this show this morning? That's that's all they care about. I'm gonna lock my wallet in my car. Yeah, just in case. They're not. They're not about helping the needy. No, they're about helping the greedy. No, that's yeah. what... <laughs> they steal from the poor and give to themselves. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. <laughs> that's what the Texas te oh, cheaters do. Goodness. Let me just say good morning to soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas. The soldiers in the state of Texas, 
and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be at a wonderful place like this on a gorgeous morning as the sun is shining. Mm -hmm. Close to 70 degrees today as you and I, this is a busy week for us. You know, we have the remote here today and then Thursday at Sue Patrick's and then Saturday morning we'll be at Blue Santa. Very important week uh, for us, uh, for Texas Sports Unfiltered. It'll be our first Blue Santa together over there and You've been there before, and I've been there for years and years and years. And to get back involved with the Blue Santa and the Austin Police Department and what they do for these kids, and, and they give to a lot, and Central Texas gives to a lot too. And just to be a part of it is, a, is, is something wonderful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Saturday be beautiful. I hope it's a little warmer than it was this morning oh, out this way, man. I don't know how people are already on the course out here. Oh, yeah, they're hitting balls and ready to go. I can't do it. I am now so spoiled from being in Texas for over 30 years that – I, I'm, I'm a 62 degree and above guy. Yeah. Anything below that. Nope. There's plenty of those days. We're going to get that today. We're going to get it today. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Excited to be out here. Thankfully we are broadcasting inside this morning, yes. but it uh, should be a gorgeous day here in central Texas. And I wrote all of this stuff down by myself, but I was okay. driving in this morning and I'm like, Hmm, how can I describe Lake Cliff Golf Club. And here's what I came up with. You okay. tell me how I did. All right. Lake Cliff Golf Club is a privately owned golfer's paradise nestled amongst the hills of Lake Travis. There you go. With 12 man-made lakes, waterfalls, and some of the best bent grass greens in Texas. Now you're talking. The Lake Cliff is small, 300 members, no tee times. You just come out, you relax. How about that? And you play golf. You know, we were we 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 had a we we did a remote at the hills of Lakeway. Now it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful venue, and plus they help us get to the championship. By the way, we, we went, the week we kicked off the Hills of Lakeway, we went on that Saturday, and Texas won the Big 12 championship. Yes, so indeed. They, are the first golf, they are the first in golf courses mm. right now. So we had a championship, but that, they have a, a wonderful membership there too. But there are no – you can't just walk out there without a tee time. Right. You've got to have two tee times out there. This place, just walk out. Oh, it's wonderful. Simple as that. And there's more, Buck. The 19th Hole Grill, which is where we are right now, mm -hmm. has five-star chefs that serve some of the best food in the Austin area. There's currently a few memberships out here available. So come play a demo round and join, as these memberships will not last long. Lake Cliff is family-oriented and pet-friendly. The members and staff, some of the friendliest and most welcoming people that you will ever come across. Come join the Lake Cliff family. You will be glad that you did, and it is the best deal that you can get for a private golf club all throughout Central Texas. As I said, it's 40 minutes away from downtown Austin to get out here. And if you're, if you're a golfer, let me just say this. The price of a membership here, BK, is well, well worth it. I mean, it, it really is. I'm, I'm not going to tell you the price. Call. You can call. You can find out yourself. Believe me, it's not like some of the others. I understand what the others, the amenities that they have there and a lot of pools and everything else. There's, you know, they've got a wonderful tennis club here. They're growing out here. But right now, with the opportunity when there's 20-some uh, available memberships, get in on it now. Yep. LakeCliffGolfClub.com for more information. Even you can afford it. Even I can afford it. Absolutely. How did I do with my description? I came up with all of that oh, by it's, myself. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's just around the corner from one of the other great uh, uh, Barden Creek Lakeside as they've been fixing that bad boy up, and they're fixing up all the courses at Barden Creek. But you have an opportunity to be a member of this place. You will absolutely love it. Yes, indeed. All right, I've got to congratulate you, Buck, to start things off this morning. You really are the most powerful man in the world. You have the ability to impact any sporting event at any time. And rain. 
Don't, let's let's not forget that we'll have rain on Thursday. Okay, you have been saying that for a couple of days, so yes. we'll see if that comes to fruition. But no, you might be a decent weather guesser, but wow. you are for sure an awesome sports handicapper. You have the ability to impact any football game oh boy. all over the world. You lost another ten thousand units last night on a weekend in which you hit your biggest play of the year. With Army, minus three for 10,000 units. You had that on Saturday. You still lost 5,000 units over the course of the football weekend because you missed not one, but both Monday night football games last night. You had the two favorites. The Dolphins were minus 13 against Tennessee. And not only did they not cover, they lost outright. One of the biggest collapses the NFL has seen in a decade. And you also had the Green Bay that Fudge. one I can't believe. Packers. That, yeah, that's because I, with my cousin, I changed that. I took the Giants, so I'm sorry for you people out there. Oh. But for me, nice win. Oh, you nice went win. against your cousin? I went against my cousin. See, you faded that. yourself. You realized I, what you needed to do. I needed to. Tommy DeVito, that's what I needed to do. Yeah, Tommy DeVito looked pretty good last night, especially on that game-winning drive to get the G-men into field goal range. Plus, they were getting, they were getting five and a half. Yeah, well, you had them at six and a half. Yeah, so you lost both of those last night. The Dolphins, a crucial loss for their hopes to try to get the top seed in the AFC. The Packers, a crucial loss for them to try to make it into the playoffs in the NFC. And those two losses only happened because you picked those, teams. No, those two losses happened because Jordan Love is still horrible. I mean, that guy had wide open guys and overthrew a bunch of them yesterday. And of course, when Tyreek Hill went down, Miami's offense just went stagnant. They didn't know what to do. It's hard to believe that that group, I mean, that one cat, I mean, I know how good he is, you know, the cheetah, but my goodness, for your offense to just go in the tank after that guy goes down, they went straight downhill. Tua was getting sacked. I mean, he was he was horrible yeah. when the guy got hurt. And by the way, that was a flag. Where was the flag for that? That was a horse collar all the way. That was and that was in dead sight of everybody. Yep. There were two horse collars in that game. His and then the Dolphins had one on the other sideline that they never called. The guy didn't get hurt because the dude didn't jump on his the back of his legs, but did grab him by the back of the collar and drag him to the ground. Now that's a penalty that the official they, they can't miss that. No. You know what I mean? You you gotta you've gotta call the you gotta call 15 yards on that. That's a dangerous play. I'm glad that, that rule came into effect, but you gotta use it. I mean, even if the guy doesn't jump on the back of the guy's legs, but he grabs him by the back of the the back of the jersey and yanks him down, and there's no pressure on the legs or anything, the guy comes up and he's not hurt, you still gotta call that as that's a penalty. Right. That's why you have those rules right. instilled they're in not the first because place. Of, they're not because of the injury. In that particular case, it's because of injury that has happened in the past, right. and they want to prevent you from tackling like that. They want you to either grab them by the waist, jump jump on their shoulders and bring them down, but don't pull them when they're going full speed forward. Yank them back and then jump on their legs. Yeah, and it was an impressive collapse by Miami last oh. night. I mean, they were up 27 to 13 with uh, just over three minutes to go. And at that time, of course, I was snoring and sleeping sleeping away at that time yeah and how about uh, this stat teams trailing by 14 with less than three minutes to go or oh and 767 since 2016 until the titans got the job done last night i made history yeah the titans win probability was as low as 0.4 percent wow. when they uh, were down by 14 with about three minutes left in regulation the win goes down as the second most statistically improbable comeback in the net 
uh, next gen stats era. So impressive. I mean, it, look, that game was close. Tennessee had a 10 7 lead at halftime. Miami was a little sluggish out the gates. And you're thinking, all right. But then Miami in the fourth quarter, they turned it on. They got three straight scores. They got the touchdown. They forced a turnover. Then they scored another touchdown to go up by two scores late. And it just felt like, all right, well, this game is finally over. The Dolphins did what they needed to do. They're clearly better than the Titans. They're going to get this win. And then just a, a collapse of epic proportions by Miami down the stretch. And, and my collapse of epic proportions because I had it going on for the weekend. I had, the, I had people believing. Didn't I? Weren't they actually believing in me? Yeah, you did. You did. And you let the people down once again. So <laughs> sorry, people. All right. Well, we've, we're getting some comments about some audio glitching right now. I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on. We're out here. Seems like the YouTube is uh, maybe giving us some problems today. We'll try to do some troubleshooting in real time to make sure that everything is uh, OK. you will let us know if you can hear us. We're getting a mix of people saying the sound is good. And then some other people saying the sound is bad. So I'm not quite sure what exactly to make of that this morning. So keep us posted here. Of course, the uh, Texas Sports Unfiltered app is rolling this morning. So if YouTube you is giving you some troubles, uh, check out the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app available, of course, in the uh, Apple App Store and Google Play as well. Hopefully we're good to go on both. But um, yeah, we'll see what's going on there. You know, I'll, I'll say this for... for um... You know, we're going to be a Blue Santa on Saturday. Folks, there's still volunteers needed for Blue Santa. And if, if you've got a Saturday, th this Saturday, that you're really not doing a lot and you're just kind of hanging around the house and trying to figure out something to do because it's almost time to put up the tree and the decorations. And if you do that thing, I understand that part of it. But um, if I think if you go to awesomepolice.org, they can still use volunteers for Blue Santa. They really can in, in all different all different phases of what Blue Santa does. I'm not asking you to bring your car out there and deliver toys to kids all over this area. Now, you could do that. That'd be cool, too, if you had Saturday to do that, because we'll see a lot of kids helping other kids on Saturday mornings. There'll be, there'll be moms and dads getting them up. That's right. At 8.30, 9 o'clock to get in that line mm -hmm. out there in uh, East Austin at the industrial South Industrial Parkway out there, uh, one of the locations. And those kids will be big smiles on their faces having to get up early on a Saturday. Oh, yeah, their favorite thing to do. Oh, yeah, really. And uh, what they'll do is they'll help other kids. And uh, that, that's such a great thing to see. I mean, that, that's, that's a wonderful day for me to watch other kids. No frowns on their faces. No like, hey, what am I doing up on a Saturday? They just can't wait to go help other kids. So this is a great opportunity. If you want to volunteer, please get in touch with the Austin Police Department and find out what you can still do for them. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, Buck. We have not talked about Shohei Otani's decision yet. we got plenty of Texas football conversation to get into. We'll talk some NFL as well. We've got some updated odds for division winners, Super Bowl winners, and uh, MVP to get to in the National Football League. But Shohei Otani on Friday with the late Friday news dump announcing – on Instagram, that he is going to sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers of Anaheim. Not the New York, not the, uh, sorry, the San Francisco Giants. That didn't happen. No, not the Giants. And he literally posted, like, he did a Google image search for a Dodgers logo, and this was the post that he did. It's this blurry, grainy image <laughs> of the L.A. Dodgers logo, and that was his post. And he had a long caption basically announcing that uh, he was making the move from Los Angeles to Los Angeles. But Shohei Otani signing a 10-year, $700 million contract 
record setting to say the least. And then the news dropped yesterday that Shohei Otani is going to be deferring $68 million of his $70 million every single season. He's getting the Bobby Bonilla treatment, Buck. He will be getting paid for a long, long time at $700 million. Yeah, so it's a 10-year, $700 million deal, which is by far the richest in the history of North American professional sports. And according to a source yesterday, the majority of the contract is going to come in deferred money. So he is deferring more than 97% of his earnings at $680 million. And he's going to make that money between 2034 and 2043. So he's going to make only two mil a year, only two mil a year for the next 10 years. And then all of the rest of that money is coming his way basically after he retires. That is as good as it gets. Stay healthy, stay alive. That's it. <laughs> That's well, it. If he dies, you don't think he gets that money anymore? Somebody's getting it. Somebody, say, somebody in his family's getting yeah, that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. But that is. Does that come in cash in your mailbox? How does that go? Is your direct deposit? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what Bobby Bonilla did. Or he gets a, just a cool $68 million oh. check every uh, every year. Like, that's amazing. Could, could you imagine that? Should have been a baseball player. What am I doing out here with you? What Having a good time? Was? Having the time of your life. That's what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. Actually, out here this morning, we're, uh, we're doing all right. But that is incredible. And what that allows the Dodgers to do, and this is why every baseball fan outside of L.A. is pissed off. Uh, they've got all of that extra money that they can use to build around Shohei over the next 10 years. By the years. way, they're pretty good as it is. Right, exactly. I mean, this is a 100-win team. Obviously, they won the Mickey Mouse World Series in 2020 during that COVID-shortened season, but they've been a contender for a number of years in the National League. That roster is loaded with talent, and now they just added the best player in all of baseball, and they're only paying him two mil a year? Are you kidding me? That's unfair. Hey, even Jeter made more. Even Jeter made more than yeah, that. There you go. Yeah, your guy, Jeets. Did he make it out here with us today? No, G- No, he's at home. He's yeah. in the drawer. He didn't let him leave the, no, uh, the, the cabinet fi- at your the place? figurine stayed in his drawer, oh, yes. He did not, they didn't want him out here at Lake Cliff today. Yeah, so that's, uh, that is incredible for the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers, uh, they've already underachieved in recent years for me. If they don't find a way to win at least one World Series wow. over the next decade, I mean, it feels like they should win multiple with, once again, the talent that they already have. They've I would got say they've got at least system, three in them. And they've got Shohei Otani now as well yeah it 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 feels like uh look the dodgers are definitely the favorites in 2024 and they might be the favorites for the next i don't know 10 years regardless of what happens next season uh but it 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 feels unfair now the dodgers aren't breaking any rules this is in the collective bargaining agreement like hypothetically any player in baseball could sign a contract like this with this type of deferred money it's just insane that this guy who this once in a generation type of talent a guy who might go down as the best baseball player in the history of the sport is willing to play for this low of money. I mean, it's, I mean, get it. I mean, he, what he wants to do is he wants to win. Yeah. And I think we saw that in the, in the, in the, uh, the worldwide play that when they won, I mean, that was what he was all about. He like, he's a winner. He wants to be a winner. He knows he's going to make enough money to, to satisfy wherever he, wherever he lives, whatever he needs. No, now it's West Coast. I mean, it could have been East. Any place he wanted to go, he would have had enough money. People were going to pay him. But what he wants is wins. He wants you to take that money, use it on the rest of the team. He's tired of playing with those scrubs from the Angels. Right. He's had enough of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just an embarrassing uh, moment by the Angels, right? I mean, they had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani together for six years, and they didn't win a single playoff game. No, and now, I mean, Otani will not pitch next year, right? He's just going to bat next year. Right, that's the belief. Yeah, he has suffered that arm injury 
late in 2023, and it uh, cost him his pitching down the stretch this past year and probably will cost him for the majority he's still bad next he year. He's still bad out of oh, this world. Yeah, he's still one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Like, this guy is a supreme talent. Everybody knows that by now. He's one of the top five hitters in the game and uh, maybe one of the top five pitchers in the game as well. It's just ridiculous what this guy brings to the table. And he's going to be the 17th highest-paid player on the Dodgers next year. He's the best player on the Dodgers next year. He's the best player in the world right now, and he's going to be the 17th highest paid guy on the team. Yeah, for some athletes, ego alone would say, uh-uh, I need to be the highest paid, yep. and I need everybody to know I'm the highest paid on this on this particular team. Yeah. But not for him. And Shohei's going to get his money. He's got a ton oh, of yeah. endorsements uh, both here and in Japan. He is uh, world-renowned. He already made a good amount of money during his professional career in Japan. He already made a good amount of money during his professional career here in the States. And yeah, like money's not going to be an issue for him, but you're right. Like uh, most guys don't do this. Everyone has the opportunity to do this. And how many athletes, Buck, say that winning is their number one priority? Everybody says that. Well, yeah. But they don't be about it. They talk about it. They don't be about it. They be be about about the money. Yeah. That's what they be about. I mean, when everyone saw the deal originally, uh, you know, 10 years, 700 mil, it's like, oh, the Dodgers clearly gave him the best deal. And yeah, the Dodgers are really good. They've got a chance to compete, but also Shohei signed this because he's going to make $70 million a season. And look, he's still going to get paid a ton over the course of his life. So it's not like he's going to be hurting at all. But the fact that he's willing to say, nah, I don't, I don't need any of that money for now. Like, no. You spend that money on other players to make sure we can compete and win championships. I'll use it when it's I'm admirable. about 35, 40 years old. That's what I'll use it for then. Yeah. 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 That's, Amazing. What's well, going to be past his 40s? Could you imagine that? $68 million a year every year for a decade in your 40s? What do you what do you do with that money? What are you doing with that? You've already spent the you're not going to spend the money that you have in between that anyway. So no, you don't need to touch it. Oh, by the way, if Otani's really smart, he'll move out of California after his baseball playing days taxes. are over. So he won't have to pay all of those taxes out there. So he'll get all of that 680 mil in a place with way less taxation than Cali. He'll put it in crypto. He you think, won't you touch think so? It. No. <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, going to have his he's going to have his toe in every bit of uh, of the business world. Big FTX guy. Oh, oh, yeah, he'll be doing good. He'll do well. Let me see if I can find uh, some of the money that Shohei Otani is going to be making. And obviously, this this changes because of the uh, deferred payments that he signed up for. And what a move by the Dodgers too. I mean, unbelievable. The rich just get richer with this type of contract. But I saw. I saw a tweet a couple of days ago as I try to filibuster my way to find it. Uh, Shohei Otani, by the way, the $700 million contract, the second highest paid contract in MLB history, $426 million. Went to his former teammate, Mike Trout. So just shattering my the goodness. record of highest paid deal in baseball history. And yeah, Shohei Otani signing for 700 mil. All of the other MLB free agents to this point have signed for $582 million. So it's ridiculous what uh, type of money this guy is making, and it feels even more ridiculous that he's basically deferring it. And here's what the uh, seventy, here's what the seven hundred million dollars comes down to, Buck. This is if Shohei was getting seventy mil a year. So we'll just roll with that math. Okay. Seventy million dollars a year equates to five point eight million dollars a month. It's one point three million dollars a week. It's one hundred and ninety one thousand seven hundred eighty dollars per day. That's $7,990 per hour. It's $133 a minute, and it's $2.22 or er, $2.22 per second. second. Yeah. So 
in the time it took me to read that, Shohei would have made 15 bucks. Wow. Basically. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. So that's what's that going on. That dude is making money just to be breathing. Pretty much. And that's a huge get. You know, uh, Rangers fans were hopeful. Astros fans were hopeful. Every fan base across Major League Baseball was hopeful that Shohei would pick their team. But the Dodgers have been the favorite throughout this sure. entire process. But you're right. They've and, got money they to have. spend. Yep. They've got money to spend. I, I that, that part of the country is where he wants to be. And um, or is he going to make them good? Oh, They're man. already good. I, and I hate to say this. He's going to make them better. He's going to make that manager even better. Well, wow. Because he's borderline on his way out. Manager Roberts, is he not? He sucks. I, mean, uh, I think the Dodgers would have multiple World <laughs> Series over the last decade if they had somebody better than Dave Roberts on the bench. But uh, Dave Roberts, despite all of the postseason collapses that the Dodgers seemingly have every single year, um, he keeps his job. Oh, this will really keep his job, too, because yeah. now he's going to win. Yeah, well, if he doesn't win next year, they've oh, got to no. fire him, right? If they Absolutely. don't get to at least the World Series with uh, with that roster and now Shohei Otani in the mix. No, he'll be gone. Yeah, They're looking for a reason to get rid of him. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. All right, so there's your uh, your baseball conversation as the hot stove continues. But, yeah, the L.A. Dodgers now the consensus favorite, plus 550 to win the World Series with the Shohei News. Atlanta right behind them at plus 650. How about this? A three-way tie for third for highest odds to win the 2024 World Series. Want to guess the three teams, Buck? Astros. Astros. Of course. Not Yankees. Don't even say it. That's not a team. No, it's not a what team. What are the not Yankees? It's not going to be the Yankees. Okay. Um, the Braves. I already mentioned the Braves. They're plus 650. Okay. So they're ahead of these teams. The Braves are second. The Phillies. Not the Phillies. They're close. Come on. Who just won it? Not, no, your group is not. The Rangers aren't in that. The Rangers? Come on. And you already said the other team. Well, you said not the other team. Yankees? Yankees. Plus 900. Did we, did we get one of Shohei's babies well, or something? Well, you got Juan Soto. You got Alex oh, Verdugo. That's right. Let's not forget Juan Soto is making a pretty good buck, too. Yeah, well, he's about to be yeah. paid a lot of money. He hasn't gotten that big-time contract yet, and he's pretty grateful that Shohei just signed the deal that he did. Now, Juan Soto's not going to make he's close not, to $700 million, but not deferring any of that cash he, either, probably. You would think that uh, raises the value of the Juan Soto extension when yes, he gets does. one in New York. So, yeah, your Yankees have had a good offseason. And, look, the Yankees come into every year with preseason hype. So no surprise at all that they're amongst the, uh, the they best have the odds. Cash, brother. Yes, they do. They could still spend some more. So there you go. Yeah, your top five World Series odds. Now that Shohei is officially a Dodger, uh, the Dodgers' official Twitter account tweeted it out yesterday. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of press conference coming up very soon. L.A. plus 550. They are your favorites. Followed by Atlanta at plus 650. And then a three-way tie with the Rangers – Astros and Yankees right there should be a, a hell of a baseball season that gets Absolutely. going in, uh, in a few months. All right, let's give some love to some of our great sponsors before we talk some NFL. And of course, before we talk some Texas Longhorn football, we've got some transfer portal news, notes and nuggets to get into uh, some recruiting updates as well. A lot to get a lot to talk about. Buck some love to uh, some of our sponsors. How about Dr. Greg Eckert for sure. Now, as the, as the month goes on now. If you've got that dental insurance, it is time to use it because we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty, and that will be just before Christmas and after Christmas going into the new year. Your dental insurance won't be any good any longer. You'll have to get new dental insurance, and you'll have to start all over in January. But if you're having problems right now, go to the very best. His all-star group of professionals do everything from general dentistry 
It's the most advanced work. Uh, restoring teeth. I have my teeth restored in just two visits with Dr. Eckert. But he's also doing extractions, teeth cleaning, uh, teeth whitening, tooth loss solutions. And if you've got a problem with one tooth or many teeth, go check him out. See if dental implants is the way for you to go. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving him a call today at 512-345-3166. He'll turn that frown upside down. You'll leave with a smile in just one day. And Dr. Eckert, of course, will be taking on new patients for 2024. So find out if you can become a new patient with a good doc. Over 28 years of service in Central Texas, he absolutely is the very, very best. 1,500 cases of restoring teeth, folks. He's our dentist. He should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Dr. Eckert and shout out to our man Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to AV Consultations. And also shout out to our friends at CentexTickets.com. If you're looking for tickets to the Sugar Bowl, which is now less than three weeks away, you got to get them from CentexTickets.com. All of their tickets 100% guaranteed. You can buy them straight from your phone or computer. You don't have to worry about scams. You don't have to worry about going anywhere. It is simple. It is easy. It is fast. It's the best way to buy tickets here in 2023. Whatever you're buying tickets for, it's not just the Sugar Bowl. It's any bowl game. Hey, you texters out there, if you want to get out to Shreveport this weekend to watch the Independence Bowl because the Independence Bowl runs through Lubbock. Don't forget about that. Please don't. You you can buy those tickets. CentexTickets.com, Texas basketball, concert tickets, Broadway shows. Women's basketball. Women's basketball, of course. If you want to go to the – maybe they got those volleyball Final Four tickets. Oh, yeah. If you're making your way to Tampa this weekend for that. I'm pretty sure Shelby's got that available for you. They've got it all for you just uh, right there at SyntexTickets.com. All right, a recruiting update for Texas. Big decision day coming tomorrow for four-star cornerback Kobe Black out of the Waco area. Uh, Texas coaches had an in-home visit last night, and just about every Longhorn insider out there feels good about Kobe Black committing to Texas. So another corner coming to UT. You can't have enough of those, Buck. Not with this group, you can't. No, no, nothing official be, just yeah, yet. I'm not, not downplaying the fact that they're playing in the Sugar Bowl and in the Final Four, but you got to keep recruiting cornerbacks here. Absolutely. You just do. Secondary guys are very, very important because next year when you go into the SEC – it, that's not just a running league any longer. That is, they throw it all over the place. And so you have to have secondary guys that can, can handle those wide receivers in the SEC. And, and right now, Texas is, I'm going to say, very average in the secondary. You know, they're very, they're very good uh, from the linebackers to, the, to that front four, four, front five or six guys. But in the secondary, they're just average. Yeah. And you've got to be better than average. If yeah. you want to continue to compete at this level, got to be better than average because everybody wants to throw it around yeah everybody's looking for that new new scheme new way to to beat you in the air and they're going to run into it next year by the way they're going to run into it the next couple games that they have to play oh yeah there's no doubt about that and yeah kobe black making his announcement tomorrow at his high school at waco Connolly. of course national signing day the early national signing day which is really the big national signing day nowadays is uh, next Wednesday, so uh, a lot could still happen between now and then. Speaking of secondary players, Xavier Filsame, the current Florida commit, 
is hosting two in-home visits this week, one with Florida and one with Texas. There's a lot of belief that he might flip his commitment from UF to UT before this thing is all said and done, ranked as the number two safety in the nation from McKinney. So Texas kid committed to Florida back in the right. spring. There are a few schools. It's not just Florida and Texas that are trying to push to get uh, a flip, but obviously Texas getting that visit this week would be huge. So look, Florida, uh, you'd like to think Texas has the advantage over Florida, right? I mean, the Longhorns are in the college football playoff. Florida went five and seven this year. There's uncertainty about Billy Napier's future. Now it seems like he's going to be there in 2024. But yes. Beyond that, we're not sure. No. Feels like Steve Sarkeesian's about to get an extension. So he's uh, he's set to be in Austin for a long while. Feels like there's momentum going Texas's way. You're talking about getting a high four-star corner and a five-star safety in a span of a week. That would be just what the doctor ordered. There, there's no doubt. Right after Christmas, a lot of things are going to happen all over college football. But for the Longhorns, i got to believe it's going to be blockbuster stuff that's going to happen with them, even before they play that game against Washington in the Sugar Bowl. I think there are things that are going to happen. People are going to flip, and, it, and it's going to be real quick, BK. And I, I would say probably right after, right after the 25th, just before – New Year's Day, in between those couple days in between that, there are going to be some flips all over the place, and I think they're going to go Texas way. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I think they'll, they're, they're going to pick up another running back or two. Everybody's, you know, there are going to be some top players in the state that are going to want to come here as a running back. And as a wide receiver, you've got to, with all, with, you know, with the loss of a couple guys at wide receiver, there are going to be a lot of players that want to come here, whether it's through the portal or through high school. They want to play in this kind of offense. This is what we've wanted for a long yeah. time, right? Because Texas has always recruited well, even in the midst of the worst decade of Longhorn football ever. Absolutely. Texas has still found a way to bring in a number of really, really good classes. But you just figured that, okay, if they're actually able to develop these guys and put it together on the field and they're back to competing for championships. And they're headed to the pros. Then this snowball is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Yeah, there's, there, there is no doubt about the momentum that's about to you know, in the surge, it's about to happen at the University of Texas. Yeah, and, and for Phil Same, uh, our guy Jordan Scroggs, who you can hear from 11 to noon every day with mm -hmm. Jeff Howe, it's only an hour. That show, if you're into recruiting, if you're into the transfer portal, you need to make sure you set an alarm every day at 11 o'clock to tune into those guys because they're giving you all the scoop that you could ever want. Uh, Jordan Scroggs, who's as tight in as anybody in the business, he's – given his crystal ball prediction for Phil Same to go to Texas, which would be huge. Very nice. And I, 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 would, I would think that Jordan will be up in uh, Arlington this week. A lot of action in Arlington over last month. Yeah, it's a place yeah, to be. It's the place to be. High school state championship this weekend on Saturday all day and just about all night up there. You going up there? No, I'm not. I'll be at Blue Santa. Oh, yeah. I'll be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lake Travis, pretty deep run this year. They did. They had a nice run. Of course, Westlake, the defending uh, 6A champs will not be there this year. Be I think North Shore and Duncanville. There you go. I like that. Getting after it again. That that's that's good stuff. I mean, I I enjoyed uh, the years of going up there to this, you know, up to Arlington and watching those games. Bringing a pillow with me, just laid back, catching a game, get a little snooze, catch another game. But it's all day. You're they, sleeping during these games. There's some that that. Yeah, there's some of them that I don't need to see every single game. Where are you sitting in the press box? Or in the you... press box. Oh, I'm in the press box. I'm not in the not in the stands. What are you snoring up there? Oh, just get a little shut eye, man. God, no one's judging you for that. Aren't Nobody's you supposed to be no, working up there. No, no judgment there. I think for sleeping, no dude. You know, the six A championships not played until that evening. Yeah, right. So I've been up there for a couple of those. I think they start the games what on Wednesday, and then they oh. play a couple every day, and then Saturday's the big day. Seven man football. They got all kinds of stuff going on. Oh yeah, there. oh yeah, that's going on right it now. Is absolutely, it's it's a wonderful weekend.
and more good news. Trey Moore, the uh, edge rusher from UTSA, who is in the transfer portal, he took a visit to Austin over the weekend. By all accounts, that, visit, that visit went very, very well. Uh, but Texas is uh, facing some stiff competition for Trey Moore. Ohio State also getting involved as well. So, uh, yeah, you don't see edge rushers with the production that Trey Moore has in the portal that often. No. Uh, you know when a guy like that enters, there are going to be a number of suitors from across the country. That's the case with Trey Moore. But by all accounts, this is a guy he's from the state of Texas. He wanted to play for UT coming out of high school. Wasn't good enough uh, to get that offer in school, but it's coming off of a tremendous, tremendous season. What, 14 sacks at a very, very wow. solid UTSA program that didn't have much trouble making the leap to the American Athletic Conference last year. Uh, he's one of the top edges in the portal. This would be a big-time get. Yes, it certainly would. It really, really would. They can use some, they can use some edge rushers, uh, in, in this class coming up, and, and they need a, a couple edge rushers. You know, they still have guys that'll be back for another two years, but they need them the impact players, right away. Yep. Yep. And, and so that'll be important for them to get. You know, as I said, wide receivers, defensive back, edge rushers. They're going to need some big sluggos in the middle too here eventually because. T. Sweat's gone. Right. Yeah, T. Sweat's gone. Byron yeah. Murphy probably gone as well. So you're going to have to replace uh, some of that talent you're losing on the defensive yeah, congratulations line. Congratulations to T. Sweat and uh, Worthy for being All-Americans. Yeah. Uh, T. Sweat has been named on uh, all three uh, All-American that? teams that have been released. So he's already a consensus All-American. There are two more All-American teams that will be announced, I think, at some point over the next couple of days. If he makes those, he will be a unanimous All-American, which uh, is awesome and well-deserved for the tremendous, tremendous season that uh, Devondre Sweat has put together. But, yeah, Texas is going to need some help uh, on the defensive line. It's it's obvious. Like, that is – the fact that Texas has been as good as it's been on the lines of scrimmage this year is a huge part of why they're in the college football playoff. There is no doubt about that. The defense has been fantastic. You know, as much as we talk about this secondary, a lot of things don't get to the secondary because of what what has happened in this defensive front. PK's done a good job. They've 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 understood it's taken them a couple of years to really get things down. I mean, they were salty last year, but this year they're relentless. They don't they don't give anything up and they don't give it up for four quarters. They this group plays hard throughout the football game. And that's and, and part of that is you can see that in the special teams because there are a number of those guys that are backups to the players that play defense, whether it's linebacker or secondary, they've been fantastic on these special teams. Mm-hmm. Special teams has been special this year. Yeah, it has been. That's why you get to that. Like you said, that's why you get to playing games like the Sugar Bowl. That's how you get to the Final Four. That's how you win championships because your special teams has to be special. It just can't be a part of your team that you just get away with. You know what I mean? On fourth down, you got to punt it. Every once in a while, you got to kick a field goal. Got a guy who made 19 straight field goals. I mean – I mean, that, that's hard to do. So your special teams has been very special this year, and that's a part of why they, they, they played and won a championship and didn't have an opportunity to win a national championship. i got to pull up a picture for you real quick because our YouTube chat is on one this morning. Have you seen the Jardians commercials? I have. I've seen that young lady. What do you think of this young lady? There's a big debate going on right now in our YouTube chat about uh, whether or not this woman is attractive. What say you? She's attractive. You're into her? Yeah, I am. I, I Yeah, I mean, I've seen the commercial over and over again because – She's always when I'm watching my court TV, she always pops up. Dude, that the commercial's on all the time. I, I don't know. even know what Jardians is for. I just they even have seeing... her in a different dress now. Yeah, she's, she's in a blue dress at times. Yes. She's in this one at times. Yeah, the banana fan dress, the, yeah, the she... yellow one I've seen her. That she was looks the like original. a giant banana there. Yeah. <laughs> and then let me see if I can pull up the other one of uh, of the blue dress where she just looks like a blueberry pie. What is here. Jardians? Is that to defeat 
diabetes or something? I, I think so. I don't know. That and Sky Rizzy, I feel like I see those two commercials every single time there's a commercial break. Yeah, here's the blue blue dress. The blue one. dress, yeah, that's the latest one. You're in on this one? I'm in on all that. I think she's very attractive. She's a pretty girl. Okay. Plus size pleaser, that's you? It doesn't matter that side. That she's pretty. She's she's very attractive. Her guy Glenn with a very respectful comment. Very nice, Glenn, she, on your part. She's huge, warm for the winter, shade for the oh, summer. Boy. Now the opposite <laughs> of respectful. Yeah. We got a Chris Christie comparison in oh, here. What is boy. what is wrong with the people today? It's the holiday season, you people. You're supposed to be nice. You're supposed to be giving. Yes. You're supposed to treat people with love and respect. You should do that all year round, but especially this time of the year. And then this is what we get this morning. This is the debate that we have going on. And why did I say diabetes? Why, why did I think when, when I saw her in that dress? Did it, why, why did that <laughs> pop up? I mean, I'm I, wrong, too. I think that's actually what it is, though. I think it may be. Yeah, yeah so I don't think you're being disrspectful. I, I think that's what the commercial is about. But That's yeah, my opinion. She's very attractive. Yeah, yes. lowering your A1C. Yeah, she's yeah got, it has something to do with diabetes, I believe. The, the jam. I have type 2 diabetes, there but I go. manage it well. It's a little pill with the big story to tell. With my... Banana I, I stop. I'm stopping. Hey, we are out here at Lake Cliff <laughs> Country Club, folks, and it, it is absolutely beautiful out here right now. The sun's up. We can see the putting green behind us. Got the driving range in front of us, and uh, folks are getting after it. People get up early to get their, their golf in. Oh, of course. They, they get their swings in. You know what I do? When I get to be a little older, because I'm not far from it, uh, being a little older, mm -hmm. I'm not old. I'm older. And... Uh, I would come and take my swings, but I don't know if I'd play this early. Like I said, it's kind of cold for me now. I'm going to go ahead and correct you. You are old. Okay, thank you. It's not just older. You are old. I'm old. Yeah. So I'd come and take my swings, get a little lather, go home, take a shower, and then go back to bed. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. You're, but, you're not one of those guys who gets to the range early, right? You just show no. up and you hit the first tee and you're good to go. Dude, I roll out of the car. I've got a, a, a club that has a little weighted ball at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Take a couple swings, do a couple fake stretches. Stretch out the fake knee. You know what I'm saying? I would say I'd touch my toes, but I'll bend over, touch my toes, and say, let's go. Let's hit them. Yeah. You know, I used to play hit it till you liked it. But now we have a two-ball two rule where you go to, you know, you hit two balls, but you're going to your ball. We used to have our rule with the Texas Cheaters used to be you go to the worst ball. You'd hit one ball, and everybody hits their ball, but you go to the worst ball in the group. But it had to be on the fairway. Because we wouldn't let you start out by shanking two or hitting somebody's house. And this start. is the first hole. First hole, and okay. that's it. I was Done. about to say, you're not doing this on oh, every no, hole. No, no, we no. Don't, we don't. After the first hole, that's it. And I got buddies who will take two tee shots on every hole. No, dude, that's too, that's too long of a day. And, like, the first one is barely in the rough. And they're like, no, I need another one. It's like, dude, no. just play that. What are you doing here? No, because I always had to go back to them. And I said, they don't do that on Sundays. And somebody said, yeah, they don't score 101 on Sundays either. <laughs> or Thursdays or Fridays <laughs> or, or yeah. Saturdays. Or at the range, they're not going to score 101, dude. So you need to hit it. I, I, I used to play with Bobby Jack Wright when he was at – well, I still play with him when he brings his group into town. There you go. But those that dude likes to hit it till you like it. I'm like, what the hell is that? Hit it till you like it. You're going to hit a, a bucket of balls at the first tee? we got to get going. Everybody yeah. else has to go. Hit it till you like it. I like that rule. Yeah, you, you'd be doing that. You Hit talk about a 101. I don't know the last time this place has seen a 101, but they're going to see one today. It's opened up out here. You'll love it. This is such a wonderful layout here. I love it. I'm it excited is, to play. I haven't played out here before. It is. There's there's some water. You saw the lake as you come in, the par three. Oh, yeah, I'll find that. Yeah, I think that's number 10, 11. No, 12. That's number 12. Okay. 
my my job is not to try to go over the water and land on the green. My job is try to hit it out of bounds to the left, hit it to the fence over there where the cars are coming. Yeah. Because I won't hit it that far. Just take If I have to take a seven or eight iron and hit it over there near the bunker, that's still – how many people lay up at the par three? You. Me. That's yes. it. Yeah, and I get told by the people I'm with, hey, lay this one up. Hit an eight iron into the fairway left. Do not try to cross that water, Captain. You have to. Yeah. You got to go for the green. And come out here to lay up. I mean, my goodness, I'd have stayed at home oh, man. if that's the case. But it's it's wonderful to be out here. And it is a gorgeous morning, mm-hmm. beautiful morning. Sun's up and ready to go. And as I said, they've got memberships available for you out here. You're not going to be a member anyplace else for what they've got going on out, out here right now. Absolutely. They're looking for about 20, 20 new members. And this place has been packed. The membership has been full. But as time goes on, it's just, you know, it's, it's, the, way of, it's the way of the world. Where there are jobs, people move. They're gone. Memberships open up. Yep. And now there, there are some places you don't get to be a member until somebody dies. That membership gets passed on to a son or whatever, and until that person dies. So the you, murder rate is very high in those places. <laughs> yes, I've been told. ACC, uh-huh. places like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the murder rate is up. Yeah, but this, is, this place is gorgeous. Yes, it, it is. is. It's a wonderful group. It's a wonderful group of people out here, and we'll get to talk to a few of them today. But it's... Uh, we're, I'm excited about I'm excited about playing today. I'm excited about have you playing a little bit. I haven't played with you in a while since we played down in was it? No, it wasn't Shreveport. It was Lake Charles. Lake Charles. Yeah, we went on a trip to Lake Charles probably five years ago. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a blast. That that was a blast. We took that that bus down, the customized bus down there, and and played at two different courses. Went to the casinos and we'll be in New Orleans at the casino. Well, I know one person will be at the casinos in New Orleans. That would be me. Yeah. That will happen oh, somehow, yeah. some way. Oh, yeah. We might be doing a broadcast from the uh, Harris Casino now you're talking. in New Orleans. So we'll make it easy for you. You go straight from work to the slot Absolutely. machines just like that and start caressing those machines the yes. way that you do. Oh, do that in New Orleans. I don't know if I'm in, yeah, I'm in tune to the machines no matter where I am. Yeah, always, always. All right, Texas and Washington, 20 days away now, Buck. This thing will be here before you know it. And, yeah, we talked about the Texas defensive line. Look, legacies are made in games like these. And yes. of course, quarterbacks legacies are defined by championship games. And Quinn Ewers put on a great performance against Oklahoma state. Texas is going to need uh, Quinn Ewers to get rolling. We'll talk about him in a second, but I think uh, Texas, whether or not Texas is able to get pressure on Michael Penix jr. Is going to determine who wins this game. I know Washington has not lost this season. They're 13 and zero. they obviously won the PAC 12 championship, but their closest games that they played were the games that they gave up the most pressures and Texas is number two in the nation in pressure, led with uh, led by Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy and the job that they've done up the middle. This is strength on strength right here. Washington's got one of the best offensive lines in the nation. They're top five and fewest sacks allowed this year. And obviously Texas, I just mentioned, number two in the country in terms of pressures, and the sack percentage has been high for this group all season long as well. That battle up front, getting to Michael Penix Jr., that's going to determine whether or not Texas is playing for a national championship. Yeah, and you know, and, and I'd like to talk about down and distance and all that, but it doesn't matter. First down, second down, they're going to have to they're going to have to get that pressure because it doesn't matter if Michael Penix is second and ten. They've got the same mindset. They they're not looking to pick up six or seven. They're looking to pick up first downs when they throw the ball. Period. That that's that's how they play the game. They don't play the game the down and distance kind of deal. They just they just do what Georgia does at times. We're going to throw it. We're going to get first downs. Every play we get is designed to get us a first down. It's not designed to get us six yards, seven yards. We throw a screen, we expect to get a first down off of it. So down in distance, 
uh, unless it's third down. If they're second and 10, second and nine, that's no big deal to them at all, BK. They're, they're not worried about that. No. They run the ball just – I don't even know why they even run the ball. But Michael Penix is uh, – he's, he's a special player. You know, he's got, he's got the mobility enough to, and he's got the mobility to throw it all the different angles. Now, he's, he's not a runner. He doesn't want to flush to run. He wants the flush to throw. But he will pick up a first down for you. He'll pick up that four and five yards and, and get down or slide out of bounds. But he's not the guy who's looking, okay, if you turn your back to him, I'm going to take off and run. No, he's still going to try to get the ball down the field. He's got guys that can absolutely – he's got NFL players at wide receivers. So his – his job is to facilitate to those guys, get the ball to them. He gets it to them in tight windows. He's not afraid to take chances, but he throws the prettiest deep ball, yeah. especially when you get the one-on-ones where, where, where – and, and he'll throw the 50-50 ball because his guys win a lot of those oh. 80% of the time. I mean, he's got 3,000-yard receivers. Now, only two of them had 1,000 yards this year, but the other one, the guy who was third in receiving yards for Washington, had 1,000 yards last year. So there's all sorts of talent with Roman Dunze, who was a Blitnikoff finalist, with Jalen Polk, who had 1,000 yards on the nose this year, and then Jalen McMillan, who had 1,000 yards last year. Uh, they've got some dudes right yeah, there. Yeah, you need to put consistent pressure on him. This cannot be layback defense and say, okay, let's get in our zones. Let's find out what we need to do. You've got you've, you've to attack him. Yeah. You've got to attack this offensive line. You know, and they don't, they're not slouchy in the run game either. You know, they, they want to no, they have a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. Now everyone is a little slouchy in the run game against Texas. That's like, true. I hope Washington is coming into this game thinking that they're, they're going to be able to run that. the ball 25, 30 times and no. have success. Like I, I want that to be their game plan, but I think Kalen DeBoer is too smart no. of a coach for that to happen. He, he understands. He's been, he's seen enough film of Texas. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, look what the Doak Walker award winner did against Texas two weeks ago. Right. I mean, Ollie Gordon literally just won the Doak Walker award as the nation's top running back. He had 34 yards against this Texas defense. Like th- th- there have been two people who have gotten a hundred plus yards against Texas on the ground. You know who they are? Who are they? Dylan Gabriel. Okay. And Wyoming's running back. Early in the year, yes. So, yeah, those are the two. So a quarterback and Wyoming's running back who had like a sixty-five yard random run against Texas. That's it. You're right. Texas went up against the best running back conference in the nation. You could argue five of the top fifteen running backs it's in true. college football it's this true. year. You're right. Or in the Big Twelve. And against Devin Neal at Kansas, against Ollie Gordon, against Taj Brooks, none of those guys could crack 100 against this group. So as good as Dylan Johnson, their running back, has been down the stretch, and he has been a big part of what UW has done offensively in the second half of the year, uh, he ain't as good as those guys, and no. those guys weren't able to run it. No, you're absolutely right. And, and, and what they did to Oklahoma State, and of course, the one that they didn't take care of was a quarterback, and he's gone now. Yeah. Good riddance to that dude. He's going to Oregon. Watch out for that completion percentage next year. Hold on. I never, I mean, in that particular game against Oklahoma, I knew that kid was going to take off and run with the football and be like a running back. But my goodness, I didn't think he was going to be the only dude that would do that to him. And that was like the best running game of his career, too. Wow. And yeah, Texas had no answers for it. But thankfully, uh, we don't have to worry too much about that guy or that game anymore. No. And look, last year when Texas played Washington, and it's, it's tough. I'm going to go back and watch that game soon, and it's probably going to be a waste of time because it was an Alamo Bowl, and you had a bunch of guys opt out, and obviously you've had a bunch of roster turnover for both teams from last year to this year. But Texas only got 13 pressures on Michael Penix Jr. Like this year, once again, Washington has won every game, but the closest games they played, Utah, 
Utah had 24 pressures. That was a one-score game. Oregon, I know Washington beat Oregon twice, but yes. you know those games were pretty close. Oregon had 19 pressures in both of those games. Arizona State, I mean, Washington nearly got upset by a god-awful ASU team right after their first Oregon win. They got a lot of pressures on Michael Penix in that game. That's like the one consistent theme is, is the days where the UW O-line struggles, and they're Joe Moore Award finalists. They're top oh, yeah. four O-line in the country. They haven't struggled much. But on days where you're able to get to them a little bit with twists and stunts, with pressures, uh, that is when teams have been closest to beating Washington. That is key. It seems like Captain Obvious stuff, but the proof is in the pudding. That is what the Longhorns need to do to pull off this victory. Oh, yeah, you have to come after them. You just, you just can't stay back. And this has been a very aggressive defense. At times, they've been very aggressive on the front, no matter what. But I mean, when 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 their defensive coordinator just starts dialing up linebackers and safeties, mm-hmm. that's when you really that's when you really got to get after Michael Penix Jr. You really you just can't let him sit back in the pocket. As I said, if, even when you put pressure on him, okay, he slides from side to side and he throws all those different arm angles and he throws pretty accurate with with what what some people would call bad form. You know what I mean? Not setting his feet, but he's got a strong arm. And he believes in his arm, too. But as I said, he'll throw it up. If he thinks his guy has a chance for it, it's going up. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. really will. I mean, he leads the nation in passing yards this yes. year. He just finished as the uh, Heisman runner-up, averaging nearly 36 passing attempts per season. Uh, they're going to throw the ball a lot, a lot, a lot. And look, the weakness for this Texas defense is it's secondary. And they're going to be shorthanded. No Jalen Catalan because he hit the portal. Derek Williams is suspended for the first half from uh, the very questionable targeting call yes. in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, even with those guys playing, Texas was still 85th in the country in pass defense. So that's going to be what Washington tries to do. If you're Texas, we've touched on this a number of different times this year, Buck. You've got to bring pressure. That's it. Like Texas has done a great job of getting home with the pass rush with just four, but this secondary is better when you're bringing more blitzers. Not when you're dropping more guys in the secondary. These guys just aren't capable of covering for all that long, especially against receivers as good as what Washington has. You've got to be aggressive if you're PK. Chip Chip Brown always says, die on your shield. Don't die on your knees. Die yes. on your shield. That's what Texas has to do. If they're going to go out, if they're going to lose this game on Jan 1, it's going to suck. But I hope it's because, hey, they were aggressive. They went out on their shield, and it just didn't work. Michael Penix was just too good, and they couldn't stop Washington. Well, yeah, if they're soft and they're conservative. That's going to be frustrating as all. I'm, I'm more, and I'm really interested to see how they're going to attack this Washington defense, what they'll do. I mean, do they just do what they always do? I mean, dial up plays and, 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 and have big plays, or they, they go back to their run game again. Uh, you know, in the championship game, they did a little bit. Of, they did anything they wanted to do. That was just a slaughter mm-hmm. against Oklahoma State. But they started out by throwing the ball. They got to the they got the ball to the running backs. Oklahoma State's linebackers could not cover Texas out of the backfield. Guys coming out of the backfield wide open. Nobody knew who they had. They expected Texas to be the team that was okay. They'll throw a screen every once in a while to the running back. But they're sure not the hell going to sit them out there and go a lot of option routes against our linebackers. Well, they found out that they were running option routes on air. There was nobody out there. The linebackers were confused about where they were supposed to be. They thought, no, Texas is going to run. They're not going to throw to backs. Right. Surprise. Yeah. I wonder if Sark still goes with that. I mean, I I think the best way to – this is a group that now has seen a lot of the pass game. I mean, they got to go against Michael Penix, this this, the secondary. So they've gone against some pretty good wide receivers themselves at practice every day. So they're not going to be afraid of Xavier Worthy or Sanders. They're not going to be afraid of Texas passing game, but they could be a little bit worried about that run game. Yeah. The Texas – 
Yeah, I mean, the run game hasn't missed a beat without Jonathan no, Brooks. No, they really have. Obviously, would love to have Jay Brooks in this game, and we know that's not going to happen. But uh, C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue have both had 100-yard games since Jay Brooks went down with that injury. Texas didn't run it all that effectively against Oklahoma State, but like you said, they did use the running backs in the passing game as and an they really didn't have to. They they really didn't nah. have to. Their extension of the run game was the pass game. And hell, if you're not going to cover my cover my backs, I'll just dump it off to them and let them run out in space. That's an easy game plan. That was very easy. Yeah. That that was that was Gundy-like. Yep, Texas executed it to perfection. But, yeah, a lot of easy throws that got Quinn Ewers into a rhythm early. Uh, you love for uh, that to be the case against Washington, but probably not. JSDTX asks, how many deep balls do they throw a game? Uh, Washington is number three in the country in terms of explosive play rate. 9.8% of their plays go for 20 or more yards. Yeah, Texas is 35th in the nation in that category. So Texas obviously has had some big plays this year. It's not like the Longhorns are bad at uh, at those deep shots, but Washington is really, really good. Nobody, neither one of these teams are worried about the clock. This isn't about oh. this isn't about clock management, and we want to control the clock. We want, we want to have these long, sustained drives. Both these teams offensively, if they can make big plays, they'll make big plays. Oh, yeah. They'll take the seven points. They'll They'll take – you know, they'll throw some bombs. Some bombs will be thrown out there. But, uh, I, but I, I think Texas will do a better job in the screen game. I really, really do. They're, they're running backs right now in the open space, kind of understand what Sark is looking for. they got offensive linemen that now can get out in the open space and really help the running backs out. So uh, I think it's just so uh, – this team is a little bit different to me at the end of the season as the, than they were in the beginning of the season. Obviously, when you had Jonathan Brooks, you just turn around and hand the ball off to him and he could get it done that way. These guys are more efficient when it comes to the pass game now. You know, they they feel like, hell, you know, we don't have to just be running backs. We can be part running back, part wide receiver. And the screens and getting out one-on-one against linebackers, I mean, that's fun for you. I mean, you don't have yeah. to – these running backs don't go against secondary guys. They're, they don't put safeties on them. They put linebackers to cover the running backs at Texas. That's, that's, a, that's the winning edge for Texas right now. These guys are – you know, in this offense, you might as well be a wide receiver if you're a running back. And they have running back – type guys that are wide receivers to me right now. And the, and the big surprise to me is the young guy who I didn't know what kind of hands he had. Boy, he's got nice, soft hands. Who's that? C.J. Baxter has really nice, soft hands. He can come out of the backfield and catch the ball and run with it. You know, I, I, I wondered about that. Remember, last year, we wondered if Jonathan Brooks had those type of hands. You know, there were some balls that got up on him. He dropped a couple balls. But as time went on, he was catching the ball really easily. But these other guys have it that – as a young player, they just catch the ball. So it's it's just second nature to them, and that's good to see. Yeah, It's good to see for years to come with this offense. Yeah, Bijan obviously was such a great receiver oh, yeah. out of the backfield last year, and you were worried about losing him for a number of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, what he brought to the table as a receiver was a big part of it. And, yeah, it feels like these Texas yeah, running backs have been good. Big target. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jonathan Brooks had oh, plenty yeah. of catches out of the backfield, and C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue have done a good job with that too. And, yeah, I mean, look, the opposing defenses have to – focus a lot of attention on slowing down Xavier Worthy. They do. And Adonai Mitchell and Jatavion Sanders. Like, all three of those guys are borderline first-round picks in the NFL. And plus, Jay Witt's had a pretty solid college career, too. Like, yeah, you can't you can't waste your safeties on running backs. Oh, no. You just got to hope sometimes that your linebackers are good enough to stick with the Texas running backs. And obviously, Oklahoma State's for as good as their linebackers were. And that's one of the better linebacking trios in the country this season. Uh, they just couldn't run no. with the Texas backs in space. No, they could not. They could not cover those guys. And quite frankly, they did a really poor job of, of executing and understanding that two out is your guy or whatever it is, or three out is your guy. That running back belongs to you. 
those guys sometimes weren't even near the guy. No. I mean, it was just it was just poor game planning. It was great game planning that Sark out of all of a sudden decided to take his running back, take them out of the backfield, and against these really stout linebackers that played good against the run, you see what they did against the pass. They weren't very good against the pass. Now that had to surprise Oklahoma State because they had to think that he's not going to do this all game. He's not going to dump these guys. He's not going to dump off to the running backs all game. That first quarter and a half, it was dump off to this guy. Jump off to that. Here's Blue going across formation and catching balls like a wide receiver into the end zone. They had to be shocked for that. That, yeah. that had to be shocking. I mean, Mike Gundy must have looked at himself, that defensive coordinator, and said, what are we going to do now? Are they, they going to stop this? No, Coach, they're not going to stop. They're going to continue to do this if you let them do it. They had no answers. They didn't have any answers. I'm sure they tried to adjust oh. defensively, but uh, nothing that Oklahoma State dialed up worked at all. And Texas scored 49 in that game. I think they had 10 possessions. They scored on seven of them. They had a missed field goal on another one where they could have put up more points. Obviously, the uh, Quinn Ewers interception uh, cost them points on a different drive. But, yeah, I mean, the Longhorns just did whatever it wanted to offensively. And they might need that against Washington and their high-powered, super-explosive offense. Uh, should be a fun matchup. Absolutely. Shout out to Ruse Goofy Growing. If you haven't hit the like button, you're a jabroni. Thank you. Thank you. That's the comment right there. Ruse, I like him. Rue has offered to help you out with your garden, right? You talked about building a fence at your place. Yeah, I've got to get that fence. And that, that'll be in the springtime, Rue. I'll, I'll get to you on that. I'm just prepping the garden right now being careful what I put out there. You know, I can't put just banana peels and old tomatoes and things like that. You know why? Because I have that dog that will come out there and eat everything. He will dig it up. He'll eat the banana peel? That dog doesn't care. That dog will eat anything. Yeah. Hey, he eats shoes, doesn't he? He eats shoes. He eats blankets. I put a nice, big, blank, thick blanket out there for him when they come in the garage to just lay down and relax, especially for my old dog. That dude is dragging it out to the fence. I mean, come on, man. Mm -hmm. The average Pyrenees. He's so average. You've got a great one, and you've got an average one. Yes. That's how it works. Code a text line, 512-222-9328. If you're listening on the app, thank you, number one. Number two, you can uh, hit us up there. Somebody says, repeat where we can drop toys off for Blue Santa. Ooh, Blue Santa. Now, that's – that's. I don't know if you can drop stuff off. I think you can. I mean, Still? where we're going to be on Saturday, you can obviously bring stuff, right? Yes, but they want they that's when you that's the delivery day. Saturday is delivery day. Right. When the when the stuff comes out of the warehouse and into the cars. And people have maps on how to get to, you know, maps and things. Mm -hmm. Such as likes, such as such as and likes. So they already have their maps and things ready to go. But I, I, I guess throughout the week here, if if like I said, I think if you go to austinpolice.org, they'll let you know exactly where you can because there's a couple different drop off locations. We're gonna be out south. Out the uh, out south southeast VK in the industrial park there, at the big uh, delivery day, but I don't know if they'll be taking toys. They'll be giving out toys to the cars here. It'll be about two miles of cars, picking up gifts to take with them. So, here's what I'm seeing on the website right now: bluesanta.org. You can drop off toys at your nearest fire station. Ooh. or at the Blue Santa Warehouse, which is where we're going to be, 4101 yes, okay. South Industrial Drive. Give so, them that number again. Give them that address again. So Monday, Friday, okay. Monday to Friday, 9 to 4, you can drop off your toy contributions for Blue Santa at your nearest fire station or at the Blue Santa Warehouse, which is located at 4101 South Industrial Drive. Yeah, the fire department is a big part of this, too. They always talk about Austin Police Department. The fire department is is a huge part of what goes on for Blue Santa. Yep. They do a fantastic job. So are, you know, you know who does a great job there? You'll see fraternities there on Saturday. 
fraternities, sororities, they're part of Blue Santa. It's, this what, is, doing some day drinking? No. Come no, on. You can't drink all day if you don't no, start in the morning. No, they're volunteering. They have groups that go out and head over to the kids and make sure that they get what they need for Christmas. I mean, what are they giving the kids? Adderall? No. <laughs> Tito's? No, they're not giving them Tito's. I don't know if I want the Greeks Big out hat. There. They're not giving them out. They're not giving out drinks. I know no. what I was like when I was in the fraternity in college. I'm worried about that. Trying to help out the kids? Yeah. Here, kids, here's a Adderall. Here, no. Here's a water bottle of vodka. Give me 20 bucks, kids. <laughs> Come on. There's your tip for kids in the car, that's, that's for sure. That is it. Kids, reach out to me, and I will get you what you are looking for. It is for. a great day in Austin and surrounding area, and the police department, fire department, and Blue Santa organization is fantastic. They've been doing this for a lot of years. How about this? A 210 number text in. Couldn't find Olipop at San Antonio. Went to a wedding at BK this weekend. Found all of the flavors at HEB. There you go. That's a, the There's the HEB. Bought a bunch of them and looking forward to tasting them. Love all the TSU shows. So get your fiber with that Olipop. You know, your dog gets fiber from eating shoes. Yes. Uh, you could get your fiber from Olipop, a great tasting soda that is actually good for you. Got it at HEB, Target, Walmart, Costco, Whole Foods, wherever you buy your groceries, you can find Olipops. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, too. The convenience stores have them. You can find the individual cans. They also have those four packs as well. If you want to check them out, pick it up at the store. Yeah, great tasting soda. They've got tons of phenomenal flavors, and they are all good for you. I did not bring the Olipop with me before I play today. Mm. I just have coffee, and I do have water. So there you I, go. I need to hydrate myself a little bit. You know what I had this morning? What's that? Oatmeal and an apple for breakfast. Ew. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. No. Oatmeal, neither. yes. I had a nice bowl of oatmeal this morning. Did you make it yourself? No, I got it from Starbucks yesterday, but okay. I just poured the hot water in there. Okay. But, you know, my oatmeal has to have – I have to have a little milk in my oatmeal. Uh, and then when I put it back in the microwave and it got hot, that milk kind of – You put milk in the microwave? I don't know if you should do that. No. But the oatmeal was good. You know, they have little raisins in that, some nuts. Uh, these? Not these, but they have some nuts in there. Got some little berries in there. I feel great this morning. These nuts? <laughs> I'm ready. I think I'm ready to shoot 82 today. That's the call? That's my call right there. On the front nine, probably. I would, listen, I would, not, I would not make that a big play today. Oh, you're not putting 5,000 units no. on you shooting? 82. No, the heckling out here is too bad. If you get close, you know, the only thing about playing with the Texas Cheaters is the only thing that's not allowed. You know, you, you when you're around and putting and everything else, you can murmur. You you know, nobody out and out laughs, but people talk and whisper. And, During the backswing? No, no, no. The only thing you can't do is you're not allowed to fart. No, okay. That's at not, any point during the round? Oh no, you can if you're at the putting green, you have to. Okay. But on <laughs> but when you're getting ready to make a swing, a legitimate swing. You can't do that, anybody. That's that's not allowed. Just we start over from that. Mm. That's 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 accidental. That's you can't do that. You get a mulligan if someone rips one during your backswing. You have to. Okay, those are the rules, huh? Yeah, talking is big. Who cares about talking? You can't just in the PGA tour. You guys play music. Are you live golfers? Well, with the music going on and the shorts. That only depends if I play with Hinkle. Hinkle's got the thing blaring. There you go. Because he can't hear. Is Hinkle coming out here today? No, Hinkle's not going to be here. Yeah. It's just going to be some of the other cheaters. Okay. Got Duck Adventures, Pauly. Duck, 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 Duck Boat Pauly, who's now gotten his game into a, a different level, you know. You know we're still on those Duck Boats, right? I know. I got like one text a week from somebody who's like, dude, I just saw your face you. downtown and it's terrifying. Who do I need to talk to to get this removed? Ride, splash, quack. 
There you go. That's what's going on. We appreciate that, folks. And we also appreciate our good friends at Relax the Back. Did not bring my road chair with me, but I'm in a nice chair here. But uh, for years and years, I've needed some real, real protection for my back. And I, I needed to have the comfort of uh, after having thoracic back surgery. And I went to Relax the Back. And the wonderful folks at Relax the Back have really been helping me out. You know, they've got those select zero gravity recliners right now. They got uh, 20% off. And they have, of course, office chairs, desks all the accessories that you need, pillows. Got to get one of those pillows now. And that Tempur-Pedic pillow is special. You can get that right at Relax the Back. And I've got the chair at my home. You can get the massage chairs if you like. As I said, the mattress, the Tempur-Pedic mattresses they have available for you. We've got two great locations in Bee Cave, the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods. And of course, in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. And as BK says, everybody knows where the Container Store is. Mm-hmm. And, and now I really do because I can see that bad boy from the Relax the Back. Uh, store up there on 183. So I appreciate Relax the Bag, Jason and the gang over there. Thanks for being a wonderful sponsor with us. And I appreciate the people for having us out here at Lake Clip. This is nice. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I think at some point before we wrap things up out here, we will be talking to somebody oh, yeah. who works at Lake Cliff Golf Club. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. This place is absolutely gorgeous and it is shaping up to be a beautiful day here in Central Texas. LakeCliffGolfClub.com. That's the website. If you're interested in becoming a member, I uh, would highly, highly recommend it. You, you get so much bang for your buck here. The best deal that you could find on a private golf club all around Central Texas. Not often you get a chance to play on bent greens. I mean, these are... I don't even know what that means. It means it's very similar to my ball head. It's smooth as silk. Your ball head? I don't want to know about that. My ball, my ball head. Your bald head. This, yeah, my bald head. Sure you pronounced the D there. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot, yes. Of course, my bald head, yes. Okay. You'll love you'll love the greens out here, especially if you're that guy who hits them high, they'll stick. You know what I'm saying? Not like me, scalding it across. Look out for your ankles, guys. I need the rollers. Oh, boy. Like we're at 7-Eleven. I need the rollers. Oh, no. You, you, you told me you went to the 7-Eleven Got yourself some of those. Uh, what are what are the things that you eat from the from the roller there? I got uh, steak and cheese, and I got a jalapeno cream cheese roller. Good lord! Yeah, good lord! We're gonna have to have some breakfast out here today because we can't be eating the stuff that you eat. That's so. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad for you. I'm just saying it's touched a lot of times. Yeah, no, we've got uh, five star chefs out here at the yes. 19th Hole Grill, so it's uh, as much as I love what they've got at 7-Eleven. An upgrade. Can't do the little Debbie's today. No, no, I don't think they sell little Debbie snacks. <laughs> they out have here. a little Debbie. No, snack. they they, are, uh, they got you covered with uh, some better stuff here. All right, LakeCliffGolfClub.com. Definitely check out the website. You can even play a demo round out here too. If you're yeah, interested if you, in yeah, becoming a yeah, member, yeah. If you're interested yeah. in becoming a member, do come out here and demo this place. It's it is well worth and it's well worth the drive. I mean, people will say, "Well, you're all the way the hell out of Horseshoe Bay." It's no, it's not. It's out in Spicewood. It's a forty minute drive from from downtown Austin. But don't let them don't let them tell you that there's no traffic coming out this way at six o'clock in the morning. Because I thought I was on a super highway. I mean, it was there was a lot of folks coming out this morning. F1 race. It was like the F1 race out here. There's a lot of traffic out there. Oh, man, oh man, I forgot that I used to get up and go to work at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, I've been out in the dark driving in a long time. So yeah, the zero minute commute that we usually have is pretty nice. Isn't yeah, it? up the stairs, up that eighteen flights of stairs that I do in the morning now. Mm-hmm. Eighteen stairs, not eighteen flights of stairs feels like 18 flights of stairs that's a problem you should get that checked out if, it's, <laughs> if it feels like that if it's taking you that long all right we've got uh, some nfl to get into momentarily uh patrick mahomes has apparently apologized for his outbursts following that chiefs bills game on 
Sunday. We'll talk about that. We'll get some MVP odds as well. But continuing the Texas Longhorn conversation, I don't think we play this. Look, Sark has not met with the media since the day the Texas Longhorns got into the college football playoff, right? Selection Sunday a couple of weeks ago when we all found out that Texas was in the Final Four and they were going to be taking on Washington in the CFP. Uh, Sark was asked in that press conference about how Texas stacks up as you get a nice refill of some warm coffee oh, out yeah. here. Love that. Uh, how Texas stacks up against the other teams. I'm okay. Thank you very much. Um, and it's not just Washington, right? Like, look, when you make it to the final four, your goal is to not win one game. Your no. goal is to win two games and win the national championship. And it feels like this year is as open as any year that we've had in college football. I don't think any of the four teams that are left are unbeatable by any stretch. They all are very good. Of course, you don't make it this far if you're not. Hell, you already beat one. But they are, all have some flaws, and you're right. Texas already beat the number four team on the road by 10 points. So uh, I think Texas is confident. But here's Sark. He was asked about how Texas stacks up against the other three teams in the CFP. I feel good. I, I, you know, I've, I've always felt like, man, if, if we can get in, we can play with anybody in the country. Um, and part of that is I think the versatility of our team matters. You know, We're good up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, we've, we've got real playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's wide out, tight end, running backs, quarterback. Um, we're, we're really starting to create the turnovers on defense, which, it, which is important. We're defending the run really well. We've been an excellent special teams operation all year long. Bird Auburn's had a great year. Ryan Sanborn, Will Stone, you know, Keelan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, we're blocking kicks. So I thought the, the versatility of our team and that we're a complete team really stacks up with just about anybody. Um, I haven't had a chance to really dig into all three of these teams outside of I know Bama a little bit because of the prep. Um, but they're all great teams. They've all got really good coaches. Uh, they're, not in this, they're not in this tournament as a fluke. And so it's going to take our best effort um, in preparation and then ultimately in performance to be successful. It's going to be it, – it, it really – he understands it doesn't matter from this point on, they're all the best teams in the nation that no. you're going to be playing. You have to, everything that you do has to be good. You can't have, I mean, you can't lag in any part of your game. Special teams, offense, defense, your quarterback has to be on the money. Your guys have to protect the football. Your wide receivers have to run, you know, precise patterns right now because they're all good. Everybody's good now. And everybody has a, a, a you know, a real specialty, which, you know, for, for me, it's watching Michigan, it's that defense. Watching Alabama, it's now their quarterback has got the, the confidence of one of the better quarterbacks in the nation. You know, it, Washington has maybe one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the nation right now, playing right now, along with great wide receivers. So they're, they're good at all aspects of the game right now. Everybody he's going to play. They don't have very many flaws. Mm-mm. You know, you and I talk about Texas in that secondary. That, that's a flaw that has gotten them to – still, they've been able to overcome that because of what they do on the defensive front and the pressure that they get. You know, the quarterbacks have to get rid of the ball. They can't sit around and wait for guys to, to, to come open. But not many of these teams have flaws from this point on. No. No, but everyone does have a flaw. Yeah. Right? Like, I, yeah. none of these teams are perfect. This no. is not 2021 not Georgia, Georgia that no. you've got to play. And even if Georgia made it this year, I'd still feel like they are beatable. Yeah, like it's, but it's, more... they're not the same as the, that, that first Georgia team that won the national championship. Exactly. And that's why, like, I, I agree with what Sark's talking about. And that's why it would have been so disappointing if Texas did not get in. Because it really does feel like this year is anyone's year to win the national championship. So, like, obviously it's a big deal just to make the playoff, but you want to make it in a year like this Absolutely. where, yeah, there isn't that one super dominant team. Like, whoever wins this year, 
we're not going to be looking back at 2023 and saying, oh, yeah, that's – boy, that Washington team was one of the best teams in college football right. history. That Michigan team, even though they're number one and they're unbeaten, yeah, that, that was one it's of the best It's not like the days ever. of Miami. That was the best Miami Hurricane team no. of all time. No, you think about, like, even 2019 LSU, like a team like that, or right. 2021 Georgia. Like, there, there are teams in recent years where it's just like, no, they're too good. Like, they are clearly head and shoulders above – everybody else and those teams basically blew out everybody that they went up against obviously the Owen Miami team 05 Texas is in that conversation uh plenty of teams obviously you could have this debate for as long as you want when talking about the greatest teams in CFB history none of these teams this year are that so if there's ever a year to get in obviously Texas has that combination of talent and experience and coaching that it hasn't had in a long long time but also around the country, it feels like this thing is is up for grabs, and it's kind of been that way all year. Yeah, but there's a team I would have preferred to play. I would have loved to have played Michigan first. Mm. I really would. I, I wouldn't want to go California. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Rose Bowl to play them in. If we could have had them in New Orleans, that that would be a little bit different. But that that's a group that loves to run the ball. Texas loves to play against the run. You know, J.J. McCarthy is okay. He's not great. You know, they don't have great receivers. So, you don't, you know, you, your, your secondary's helped out a little bit, but they do want to run at you, and that's playing into Texas' strength. Yeah. This, this team that they, they, they're playing uh, on the first is a team that they, they recently lost to. And, you know, you can talk about the players that didn't show up for that game, and, and still, Texas still should have beat Washington last year. You know, they, they, they still should have won the football game. You think they, so? Yeah, they still had enough players enough good players to win that football game. I don't know. I mean, Washington was better in that game. I think and they, they played well. That was an 11-win Washington team last year. Texas won eight games. Like, I, I, think Washington, I think Washington was better last year. You do? Yeah. Texas is favored this year. I think Texas has more talent than Washington this year, and mm-hmm. most people are picking Texas to win. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think Washington was the better side last year. Yeah, season. when you're missing Roshan and Bijan in a game. Yeah, that helps them. Yeah, that helped Washington out an awful lot. Yeah. All right, we are hoping to speak with Ricky Williams in about 12 minutes. Yes. We'll see if he uh, actually shows up. It is the 25-year anniversary of about him that. winning the Heisman Trophy. Uh, if one of y'all wants to come talk on the station there. Where is Kaylee? Is she in today? Yeah, we need to get her on. Literally, if anybody, I don't know if they're they're having their own conversation. I don't know if they can hear us right now. Okay. Well, we'll try to flag out. Hey, if one of y'all wants to come talk to us and talk Kaylee about the dear. club, we'd love to have y'all. Fuck, if you want to turn that chair around, just in case. We'll see if Ricky actually joins us. Uh, but we want to make sure we get we get to some time to talk to some of the great people out here at Lake Cliff Golf Club and uh, have them tell you what's going on with uh, with this gorgeous place out here. We, we got some bullet points. We got some notes. But obviously, it would be better to let you hear from uh, from them themselves. And yeah, that chair, there's a headset. There's your headset there we right go. there. Oh, it's official. It is official. Thank you for joining us. And what is your name? I'm Kaylee. Kaylee. I'll get the, there you go. Oh, is she have it backwards? Yeah, we got the little, yeah, flip that around. Go. Very professional here always. What are we trying to do? We're, we're this YouTube sensation. There it is. How's okay. that, Kaylee? There you go, okay, dear. Can you hear us? I can. All right, Hi. I'm Brad. Kaylee. Kaylee, nice to meet you. You and I have met before, Hi, Kaylee. Bucky. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. So this place is gorgeous. This is my first time out here. Uh, it is beautiful. The course looks to be in amazing condition. We got lucky that it's also supposed to be nice outside. I know. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it really is. So tell us a little bit about Lake Cliff. Uh, there are some memberships open right now if people want to join this place. Tell us a little bit how they can uh, find out more information. Yeah, so I'm a little bit biased, but I think this course in this uh 
our grill, everything is so unique out here. I think our membership is, gosh, I could brag about our members. I think they're awesome. Uh, my mom is the owner. I love her quote. She always says, you don't know if you're sitting next to a billionaire or an average Joe. Everyone's so welcoming and friendly and just happy to be here. Yeah, it has been. You know, I've been out here for a number of years before uh, your mom and dad, and they took ownership of this place. It was, you know, it was it was a great place then, but it is like two poles now the way it is. The people are, are fantastic. The, the golf course itself looks beautiful. Yes, this I have to brag on our superintendent. Oh. He is amazing. He actually came from AGC, so he knows bit grass greens, which is Again, it's really rare to have those greens out here. Yeah, it is. And BK will be playing on bent grass, and I'll make sure that he doesn't mm -hmm. dig a hole into the greens. <laughs> I don't know what that means, honestly. Bent no, he'll, grass. He'll, I'm going to find they're out. They're special. They're special. Okay. And beautiful. And Kayla, the, the things that are happening out, we still have one of the, the finest tennis facilities right across the street. Yeah, there's Racket Club. I mean, pickleball. How huge is pickleball now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everyone's playing pickleball. So Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be an Olympic sport the next time the Olympics come around. Like, it is massive. <laughs> I know. It's the most popular is. sport in the world. It's on TV, too, like all the time now. Yes. But, yeah, we have our beautiful golf course out here. We have tennis, um, you know, the Racket Club over there. But our grill, our food mm -hmm. is exceptional. Um, but, yeah, we just – I love it out here. It's such yeah, a special it's beautiful. place. It, it really, really is. And as I tell people – you know, with the memberships that are available, because they'll fill up in a hurry. Oh yes, because, they will. Because that's just the that's just the way it goes. I mean, this there's no waiting list right now. You can you can become a member. Uh, as, as as Kaylee said, there's probably about 20 memberships available for you. And as I said, it, people aren't leaving because people are leaving because the jobs send them other places yes, right now. Yes, but also a really cool thing about Lake Cliff is we have no tea times, mm. so our members can show up and play whenever they want. So which nice. That is, I mean. That's unheard of. So, right. Yeah. yeah other places you have to book like weeks, oh, months in yeah, advance. Yeah, your members and you're paying members. Yeah. You. But yeah, it's really cool. I think that's a really, really unique thing about us is we forever want to be that way too. We never want to have tea time. So we're going to have cap that? at 300 members and just, I don't know, on a Tuesday at yeah. 11, you want to go golf, you can come golf. And, and especially for, I mean, there are. And, and I noticed. Hold on, Buck. What did we have? We have chicken going out out yeah, there. Yeah. Our chef is uh, barbecuing back here. I just so see. Yeah, I just see a guy with a bunch of chickens already. out there. I'm like, uh oh. Now I see the smoke coming from that grill. Yes, My his food goodness. is amazing. I have to brag on Kyle. He's awesome. Love that. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure he saw that before. I just totally interrupted whatever question no, you were asking. Love that chicken. Yeah, I know. I know. I need some of that. Kaylee, how's that? How's your golf game these days? You play out here? You know, I'm a little busy running this place. Yeah, with my that's parents, important. That's important. But I do. I would. I am not a great golfer but i just mm -hmm. love being outside yeah okay tennis pickleball those are your your stronger sports you know i wouldn't say that either okay <laughs> definitely golf i would say gotcha i'm, try I'm trying to to learn it's a hard sport it oh my god yeah I've it's been, a challenge i've been trying to learn the last couple of years and i'm way better at watching golf than playing golf i've learned so like you know a beverage on the golf cart there you just go to ride around yeah. that's, that's, that's what bk is that's, that's him, him. That's I'm, him I'm, I'm the best at that yeah yes. yeah Me drinking too. drinking on the course i can do that playing yeah. not so much Kaylee, how is uh, now your dad, Dave, he's, is, he, is he playing a lot? I remember, you know, when you guys first started and you, you opened up and he played a lot. He's now into the business part of this, I would think, now. Yes, he is. I mean, my mom actually does. She is, we call her the girl boss because she definitely runs this place. Mm -hmm. My my dad steps in on, you know, the bigger questions. He wants to play. <laughs> but right. he's playing. Well, mama's he's, always in charge. Yeah, we, we know how it works. Yes, yes we yes. do. But he's definitely enjoying the course, which he, he deserves to do that. He does. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's a it's a gorgeous course, and I know you've got you guys have some big plans for out here. But 
right now, just grabbing those members, as I said, if you have an opportunity, I mean, even BK can afford to be a member out here. There you go. Yeah, I'm one of the average Joes. I'm not one of the billionaires yeah. walking yeah. around. I'm one of yeah. the average Speaking of average Joes. Joe, there's yeah. average Joe right there. Thank you very much. Hey, we welcome all. We welcome all. Yeah. But, but thank you for joining us this morning. I'm glad you got an opportunity. We got an opportunity to talk to you. And, you know, uh, you've got, I mean, you got some wonderful guys out here. You really, really do that run this place. And Mason and those guys are, are absolutely fantastic. It's it's good to, to come out and talk golf with them and just talk some sports with them and as you said, this, there's a lot of average Joes, a lot of really good people out here that make this place and make it fun. Mm -hmm. And folks, 40 minutes away, you're not that far away. No, no. You're not that far away whatsoever. All right, Kayla, you yeah. said you're very busy here all the time. What's a day in the life out here for you running this place? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I do a lot of the merchandising um, in the pro shop. So I do a lot of the buying. Um, I also help run the events over here. So even in the pro shop as well as in the grill, um, Oh my goodness, there's just so much. So we're calling you general manager. Yeah, a little there bit. You go. There you go. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats with this being a, a family business, you know. Sure. I don't really do just one thing. I do a little bit of, of everything. But awesome. Putting out fires whenever they yeah. need to. <laughs> yes. I love exactly. it. Lakecliffgolfclub.com. That's the website. Mm -hmm. And y'all are on Facebook, Instagram, all the yeah. all the social medias. Yes. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. You can find everything on our website. Very good. Thank you so much for yeah. having Thank us you, out here. And we got it. You know, I brought you a little something over there with the little the big hat cans. Oh, some alcohol? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Hey, you know how to treat somebody, Buck. You, there you, you, go. you show up with booze. That's always going to work. Uh, Kaylee here from Lake Cliff Golf Club. Nice enough to join us to talk about this place a little bit. And it really is beautiful, man. Like, we're, we're staring at the driving range right now. We can see some of the course behind us. Uh, I can smell the chicken. Yeah, now there you go. That chicken the, is now that chicken has got you now. Now, now it's torture. Like <laughs> this show was fun for a while, and now I'm just smelling this amazing food right behind me. And oh, now, yeah. now I'm dying here. I just got so hungry, but uh, the food here is uh, is spectacular. And yeah, once again, a few memberships available. Uh, this place will fill up fast, so yes, don't miss your opportunity. If you're looking for a place to golf in the new year, uh, Lake Cliff Golf Club, this is the place to be. Now, so we're waiting. We're on Ricky time now. Yeah, we'll see. It's uh, nine twenty six right now. Ricky, uh, the buck. Well, you texted Ricky yesterday asking if he would come on today. And I, you saw the message that said, "Yeah." And he responded with a "Yeah" late last night. I'm sure yes. after you had gone to bed. Of, of course. course, Ricky time is a, a different beast, but he's also living out on the left coast, so he's yes. a couple of hours behind us. So the hope is, uh, Ricky Williams will join us here in a few moments. I texted him the uh, invite link to join our okay, studio. Okay, he, he has joined us before. He's joined us twice before. He's done this before, so we'd like to think uh, he could find a way to make it happen again, but we shall see. Uh, in the meantime, how about a word for Covert Bee Cave, Bob? Yeah, no doubt about it. When we're right down the road from speaking of Covert Bee Cave. Oh, and, how nice did that look this morning with all the lights I on? I know. It's that gorgeous. place is absolutely gorgeous. 42 acres of beautiful hill country located in Bee Cave with seven brands of cars, trucks, and SUVs, Buicks, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. They're out there. And for more information, go to covertbcave.com. Now, they've also got Covert Ford and Chevy and Hutto, and also Covert Lincoln and Ford in Austin, Texas. But out of B-Caves, they got those seven brands, and they've got a wonderful facility out there. And they would love for you to come out because the lot is full of cars, trucks, and SUVs. And the Covert family, they've been selling cars and trucks to Central Texas since 1909. While you're out there in B-Caves, say hello to Dan Covert himself. Mike and Stacy, of course, the whole gang out there. And, folks, nobody beats that covert deal. Not now, 
Not ever. Not ever. Shout out not to Covert ever. Bee Cave. Shout out to our friends at the Altstadt Brewery as well. Not far from there. Not far from there. Nope. Down there in Fredericksburg. If you're looking for something to do this coming weekend, how about a trip down to the Altstadt Brewery? There's always stuff going on. Holiday events, live music, great food from their German-style restaurant. And, of course, most importantly, you get plenty of samples of the greatness of Altstadt beer. If you can't make it to Fredericksburg, that's fine. All you have to do is make it to HEB or Specs or Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you buy your six-packs, you can find Sixers of Altstadt beer. I call this stuff liquid gold. That's because it is. It's the only beer I drink nowadays. And if you guys try it, I'm telling you, one sip, and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. Of course, whatever you're doing, please remember to drink Altstadt responsibly. It is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's Altstadt beer. No impurities, no regrets. And on uh, BK on on Thursday, we'll be at Sue Patrick's on Burnett Road. Yes, we will. 5222 Burnett Road. Yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning. Bright and early. Bright and early. They'll have the store open? They'll have the store open. I'm going to say they're going to open up the store probably at 9 o'clock. Okay. So, so come hang out with us and get all that Texas gear oh. for, for the holidays. You got to get those presents. It's coming, you know. Hanukkah's already here. Hanukkah's here. We're and, celebrating, but baby. The, but the jolly guy, you know, the jolly dude. Who's the jolly dude? Jollyville, the street? The dude with a beard like sort of like mine, but oh. a little bit longer. Oh, the fat robber who breaks into people's houses every year. <laughs> that dude doesn't break into homes. Well, just if you... Just because you go down the chimney doesn't mean you're not breaking in. Oh, That's man. very much breaking and entering. Just cleaning the chimney with your outfit on. Stealing food. Taking Stealing. cookies from kids. Yeah, it's messed up, man. Come on, man. That, get that fat ass out of here. Just join us at Sue Patrick on Thursday. You'll love it. I'm, right. just, I'm just bitter because Santa has skipped my house 29 years in a row, man. That guy clearly has some beef with me. He will not stop by anywhere that I live he on stopped, Christmas. Hey, let me tell you. He stopped by your house during the... During not it's just on holidays. He comes by your house more than just on Christmas and Hanukkah. He's at your house enough. That's not how it works. What do you call him, the Amazon delivery guy? The, <laughs> the Santa Claus is he taking over this year? No, it'll come. You'll believe me. You'll get all the things that you want for Christmas this year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? Your your Christmas has already been made. You've been working with me. Oh boy, mm. that's bad. But I throw that one in there. Worst Christmas I've ever had. I thought I'd throw that down. I there. made a mistake. Nicely done. I walked right into that one, didn't I? All right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has apologized. Good. But uh, he did an interview yesterday on a radio station in Kansas City. I'm trying to find the exact name of it. I don't know how many of you care, but I want to give correct credit where I can uh 610 sports radio in kansas city he said quote obviously you don't want to react that way i mean i care i love it i love this game i love my teammates i want to go out there and put everything on the line to win but obviously you can't do that you can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in life more than anything i regretted the way i acted towards josh allen after the game because he had nothing to do with it and quote he then acknowledged that uh the officials got the call right. He said he went back and watched the play, and uh, it's a foul. He understands that. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes basically coming out and saying that he messed up, and he did. It was a really, really bad, embarrassing look for a guy who hasn't had a lot of those over the course of his career, no, right? Like no, he, I mean, he's, he's done things easy, right. Yeah, he's been such an easy guy to root for. Uh, he's won a lot, obviously. He hasn't had to face a ton of adversity in his NFL career. But easy guy to root for, small-town kid from the state of Texas, has made a tremendous name for himself and is obviously one of the best talents the game has ever seen. But, uh, yeah, he had a bad, bad moment, and the cameras caught it. We all saw it in real time on Sunday afternoon. 
uh, nice that he is at least uh, taking back some of what he did. Well, I mean, it was such an overreaction, you know, but at the time, you know, he's been upset this year. I mean, his receivers have just screwed him up during the course of the year. But this guy's a team player. He wants what's best for the team, and he understands that 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 those actions right there hurt his team. It hurts the look of that football team. They've been kind of the darlings around the NFL for a while now, you know, mm -hmm. as a team. You know, Travis Kelsey and all the Taylor Swift and all the wonderful things that are happening in that team. They won a couple Super Bowls, Andy Reid. I mean, but – he knows his his actions the other day were they're kind of childish. Yeah, more quotes. And, Go ahead. And I think he's I think he's really sorry about the way he handled that situation. I mean, that could be that was almost like the way I handled the situation in the parking lot the other day. Oh yeah, where you called that uh, innocent woman a bee? I, I did not. It was she wasn't innocent. Let's let's get that straight. Right? Did she break any laws? No, not really. Did she hit anybody? She didn't hit them. She could have hit them. Any tickets? There's no cops in the parking lot to give her a ticket. Just an innocent woman, and you just rolled down your window and called her a B for no reason. Already, I already feel bad enough. I've apologized <laughs> to the world about that. I had to come out and, and say that I was I was wrong in that. And only 99.9% .9 of the people, including yourself, said, hey, good job. You probably made her think about flying through the parking lot and killing somebody mm. and their kids because she had to get her chicken chow mein or whatever she was getting. She had to get at Whole Foods. But that's just another story, okay? I overreacted. So did Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Maybe did. it's a time for overreaction right now. And he but said, you're allowed to apologize. Yeah, and he did. He said, quote, obviously I've seen it now. If he didn't check and they weren't good, it's a foul. It's something you rarely see called in the NFL, but it was still a foul. It's part of playing the game. You learn from it. It's part of being a person. You learn from your mistakes and try to be better next time. So, yeah, Mahomes uh, owning it. He, he didn't really say sorry, I guess, in any of that <laughs> apology. But he did say he regrets some of the actions that he had uh, after the game. Nobody wants to be seen throwing their helmet down and and – and, you know, having a, a three-year-old tantrum on the sideline as a grown man. He thought people, I think he thought people were going, to, uh, were going to be on his side. Like he thought like he was in the right and the refs got the call wrong and everybody was going to agree with him. And I mean, once he saw it, he knew the guy was standing offside. I mean, you're you standing not, offside. How do you not go back and watch it before the press conference? Like that's the first thing I do when I get back to the locker room, isn't it? I mean, they probably showed the replay on the Jumbotron at Arrowhead. But even if they didn't, the first thing you do before you go meet with the media is you watch the play to make sure you don't look like well, an idiot. Yeah, well, is it a foul or is it not a foul? Right. It's a penalty. He's lined up offside. He's not just – no, his original thought was – he just barely lined up offsides. Dude, no, he was offside. He's 15 yards over. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, that like you said, understand what you're talking about before you start before you start saying it like he was just a few inches over the line. No, he wasn't. Right. I mean, the, the apology we got from um from Patrick Mahomes should have happened in the press conference after the game on Sunday. Yeah. He literally should have said, I went back, I watched the play. It was the right call. I'm sorry. I freaked out. I was disrespectful to Josh Allen. I was disrespectful to the ref. Yes. It was an embarrassing look. I messed up. They got the call right. But instead, no. I mean, he doubled down. I'm sure he saw the play, too. There's no way he didn't go back and watch that play first thing before he went to talk to the reporters. And he still decided, no, oh, I got to. Everyone's going to be on my side. Oh, he I saw it go on the big complain. screen at the game. By the way, I was uh, driving behind Kadarius Tony the other day. You see this? His car at the stoplight oh pulled away in front of the line. Yeah, that was yeah, a Canarius Tony yeah, behind the far, wheel yeah, really. of this car in front of me yesterday. Um, how about a funny video real quick here, Buck? 
This is from uh, Philadelphia, a local Philadelphia TV station. They were interviewing somebody before the Cowboys-Eagles game on Sunday night. And well, I, I've always said the Eagles fans aren't the brightest bunch of fans in the world. No, they're not. There's people from Philadelphia. I'm not even sure they're real people. Be careful. I was born in Philadelphia. Hey, you were born in Bethlehem. No, I was born in Philadelphia. Oh, I, I was born actually in Philadelphia. Well, that explains some things. Yes. That's an admission you probably shouldn't have made. Uh, how about, so you know how the Eagles do a lot of spelling, right? They, they do some singing, they do some chanting, and they really like to spell out the six letters that oh, make the up Eagles. their team name, right? E-A-G-L-E-S, yeah. yes. Eagles. Pretty pretty easy to do. Uh, they're a little smarter than Jets fans because Jets fans sometimes have <laughs> trouble e, they had a e to it. with four letters. But yeah. the, the Eagles, check out uh, this woman on a uh, local Philly broadcast over the weekend. Put two E's on there. Let's uh, hear it one more time. E-S Eagles. Yeah, she's from South Philly. Or was it an E-L-G-S-E-L? I'm not even sure. She might have thrown a couple of extra. Let's go, Bird. E-L-G-S-E-L Eagles. Something wrong with that. Yeah, there's there's a lot wrong with that, actually. We can't accept that. No, we can't accept that map, maps and things. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that is not the uh, correct spelling of Eagles, I don't believe. No. Yeah. So that's, that is uh, not. That's Philadelphia for you. There are all sorts of uh, fights, too, at AT&T Stadium between Cowboys and Eagles fans on Sunday. Were there? It's a perfect rivalry, isn't it? That was a perfect day of football. Some bullies up in that Arlington area. I told about the bully drivers up there. Oh, yeah. You didn't call any of them a B, though, did you? Oh, no, no, no. You they, waited well, you, you know came why? back home? Because they couldn't bully me in my car. I was in Jeep. They weren't bullying me. Oh, you're in that big. Uh, I won't play that game. Rented vehicle. I don't play that game when it comes to bullying. When I'm inside of the car, it's not what you do, huh? No, okay. no, no, no. Okay. And you, you know that you've lived up in Dallas. You grew up there. You know how people can be bullies in their cars. Oh yeah, yeah. You've got to drive fast in Dallas. You've got to drive fast in Houston. People don't mess around there. People are in a, a hurry all of the time. I spent a lot of time in Boston, so I know you got to get you got to keep on the move. You can't be in a hurry in Austin because there's nowhere to go. You're just going to be stuck <laughs> in traffic all the time. No matter where you go, you're you, going to be stuck. You just have to accept that you're going to be sitting for a long ass time wherever you are. There's no doubt about that place. That's for sure. In Dallas and Houston, you actually have the chance to uh, to go somewhere. So people are trying to get after it as fast as they possibly can. And so there's your your smart Eagles fans of the day. Uh, I saw a stat that says 52% of Philadelphia's adults are illiterate. Do we believe that that's true? 70%. 70. <laughs> They're rounding down right there. I got to get the uh, the old audio of the J-E-T-E Jets, Jets, Jets at some point, too, on this show. I'm making a call to Ricky. Okay. You're going to call him right now? Yeah. And see if he picks up? No, I'm just going to. I'm just going to say, are you ready? You're going to shoot him a text? Shoot him a little quick text. See how that works right there? Okay, while you're doing that, we've got an updated mock draft for, oh, yeah. for Matt Miller that I want to get into uh, because there is some Longhorn flair on this thing right here. You've got two Longhorns going in the first round of Matt Miller's most recent mock draft of ESPN. We'll start with the Longhorns, and then we'll go to some of the other teams who are okay. picking at the top. Two Texas first-round picks, and they both play the same position, Buck. Two wide receivers going in the first round, according to Matt Miller. He's got the X-Man, Xavier Worthy, going 19th. Overall, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Baker, Baker, moneymaker 
Oh, throwing well, to Mike Evans, Xavier Worthy, and Mike Evans. Wow. Yeah, Mike Evans. He could potentially hit free agency this off season. I think there's a way the Bucks can bring him back, but Tampa Bay is kind of in limbo right now, where they're not good enough to really compete for a Super Bowl. They might make the playoffs this year, but that's not because they're good. That's because that division is so terrible. Uh, yeah, they're not good enough to be a legit contender, but they're not bad enough to draft a super talented right. quarterback high in the draft. So I don't know what they do with Mike Evans, but Xavier Worthy, 19 to Tampa. And then the other, Longhorn going in the first round, according to Matt Miller, Adonai Mitchell. That's right. Going 27th overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. How about that? Patrick Mahomes throwing to A.D. Mitchell next year. That'd be nice. That's some consistency that he needs. Yeah. He's running consistent routes, catching everything. Sure feels like the Chiefs are going to need to draft a receiver. Yes. In the first round because that position has obviously given them fits all season long. Uh, A.D. Mitchell, you're right, sure-handed, great route runner, Mm -hmm. only one drop all season long. He's been awesome for Texas, and you're starting to see his name pop up more and more in these first rounds of these mock drafts. A.D. Mitchell to the Chiefs, what a what a system to go into and what a quarterback wow. to play with. Yeah, that's that is that would be – I mean, I think it's a great choice for them too. I mean, you, now you got a mature guy who, as you said, runs great routes. He can catch any kind of ball. He, he under, he'll understand a, a guy like Patrick Mahomes where he wants you to stop, where he wants you to continue across. He understands defenses. I, I mean, I, I, I – he's one of the best players on that Texas football team this year, period. Yeah. You know, I mean, quarterback gets all the play. The, the 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 great wide receiver for the last two years has gotten all the play. But I think this guy is one of the most valuable players. With You know, Jonathan Brooks, I thought, was going to be the most valuable player for Texas. And then, of course, obviously, you've got to always put the quarterback in there. But, dude, this guy was something special. Texas needed this kid this year. Yeah. Texas. This, was, this was a need for the University of Texas. Sure. Yeah, Texas doesn't make it to the need. CFP without A.D. Mitchell. I, 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 I agree 100%. And just having that second receiving threat that Texas kind of lacked last year. And some of the things that Sanders didn't do early in the year, this kid would run, was running the similar type of route mm-hmm. that, that, that got him open and where you needed to do in the middle of the field where you need to have stuff done. So that you helped out Xavier Worthy. So all the, you know, all the attention didn't go to him. You had to cover A.D. Mitchell. If you didn't, you were going to get beat. You were going to get beat up. And I just thought that was a that was a special kid. That, that was a great portal move right there to yeah, get him. It was, yeah. And Texas kind of struggled to score touchdowns in the red area. One of the more consistent red zone threats that they had was Adonai Mitchell, who uh, nine receiving touchdowns more mm-hmm. than anybody on this Texas team. He's also been clutch, of course, for Texas. You think about that huge catch he had against TCU to ice that game, but you think about what he did for Georgia too. I mean, this guy, oh, yeah. this guy's caught touchdowns. I think in four different playoff games, like he put up numbers for the back-to-back defending champion Georgia Bulldogs, but he also showed up in the biggest moments. So that's reason to be excited oh, about no... what AD is going to do on Jan 1. Yeah, he's got to go. He's one of those guys. If he could come back, no. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is – so Matt Miller has eight wide receivers going in the first round of his draft, and Adonai Mitchell going 27th to the Chiefs is actually the last one that he has going. So uh, you see receivers going more and more earlier and earlier in the draft nowadays because that position is just supremely important to the success of any offense in the league. If, if A.D. Mitchell is going to be a first-round pick, I think he's gone. But the logic – and Chip has reported that he's talked to a source that says A.D. Mitchell is mulling a decision to come back, which I think is crazy, Right. But if A.D. Mitchell doesn't think he's going to go in the first round this year, he could come back, I'm sure get a pretty nice penny 
from uh, the boosters in no NIL money at Texas and then tried to play his way into round one next year. And instead of being maybe the eighth receiver off the board, he could be, I don't know, second or third in 2025. Yeah, it just, I mean, that's, I think with the quarterback that you that you play with this year, that's that's great. But as I said, you've got to wait and see what Quinn Ewers does. You know, as much as everybody likes Arch Manning, and yes, he's next up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what he's going to bring. You don't know what he's going to bring to the table. He's still a young kid. I mean, your production could go down. Doesn't necessarily mean your production goes up. It's true. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty chancy. You obviously, you? run the risk of injury as well, right? Sure, you do. Yeah. I mean, I hate. I mean, I know that's got to be in the back of everybody's mind, especially the ones that don't play in these bowl games and stuff. But you know, for most kids, they don't think that way. They don't even think about injury. They just think about going and playing. What am I going to do? How how am I going to produce? Well, your production goes down if you get hurt, yeah. for sure. But your production also go down goes down when you come in with a new quarterback. If that were the case, so your 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 livelihood would be depending on. Does the quarterback come back? And who the hell wants to wait around to find out all that stuff? Right. And you're not going to find that out. You're not You're not finding that out from uh, Quinn Ewers until after the bowl game. Sure. He's not going to say anything. He's not going to give away his hand. They both have the same deadline for sure. where they need to decide if they're coming back or going to the draft. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be – there, there's no rush on any, any of that. Yeah. I mean, speculation is nice, but there's really no rush. But yeah. They'll but, have time after the bowl games to figure it out. But that is going to be part of his decision. Maybe. Who's coming back to play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if Adonai Mitchell came back. Like, selfishly, of course, I want him back because he's a beast, and I think he could be one of the best receivers in the country. No doubt. Next season if he returns, and you can make a case he was already in that mix this year. So. But what I think he is is a a legitimate professional wide receiver. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he's He's got great hands. I think he runs great routes. I don't know if he has great speed. But I think he has good enough speed to get open. Let me ask you this. Do you think he's a better pro than Xavier Worthy? Because there are a lot of Texas fans who think A.D. Mitchell is better right now and also feel like he's got a better chance to be better on Sundays. I would say yes. Okay. I would say yes. I think he, I think he's better suited for the pros body-wise right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think both guys have a chance to be special talents at the next level. I'd probably go with X. I see why X is higher on these uh, draft boards than – out of Mitchell, but both of these dudes have shown me enough to where, yeah, I, I feel like they can make uh, consistent impacts in the yeah, league. Yeah, I don't, for years I don't, to come. I don't think they take Xavier Worthy and make them their punt returner. Tampa Bay, they're not, they don't want to do that. Well, you, he's dude, a good punt returner. Why you not? Can, you can find somebody to do that. You can't get your, you don't can't get your wide receiver blown up in the NFL. Those guys hit hard, hard. They do. They you hit know, a little harder than the I'm, guys I'm, in the Big Twelve, and, don't they? And every once in a while, they'll take a fifteen-yard penalty to blow somebody up. Yep. You notice that? Yep. Every once in a while, it looks like the guy's like, wait a minute. He wasn't trying to avoid him at all. Mm-hmm. And watching both of those teams in that Miami-Tennessee game try to field punts yesterday. Yeah. They needed you coaching special teams in that game. That was a disaster. Yeah, that was that was not good. Yeah. So only two Longhorns in this mock draft. So there's no Jatavion Sanders. No who, Sweat. Who we've seen in first rounds in some of these things. No Tavondre Sweat, who obviously has had a tremendous, tremendous campaign. Is he worth a first-round draft choice? Do you take a defensive line? Yeah, you do. If he can wreck Jaylen the game. Jalen Carter for, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Tavondre Sweat's not that. But if, if Tavondre Sweat can be anything close to what he's been for Texas this year, then, yeah, he's absolutely worthy of a first-round pick. run stuffers in the NFL, too. I see one defensive tackle going in Matt Miller's first round, and that's that kid, Jerjon Newton, from uh, – Illinois, I believe. Yeah, Illinois, mm-hmm. who's uh, a freaking beast. And yeah, he is. You know, Tavondre Sweat, I think, 
He just second won. round. He's not getting out of the second round. Yeah, he just won the Outland Trophy for the best uh, interior yeah. lineman in college football. He's not going to get out of the second round. I think most people believe that Newton is uh, the better pro prospect than uh, Tavondre Sweat is. But yes. Yeah, if he doesn't go in night one, he's going to be an early day two pick, I think. So, we, I mean, we could see. You look at other mock drafts, and they do have four Longhorns going in round one. This one only has two, and it's both of those receivers. Yeah, no doubt. So, we'll see what happens there. All right, what about the top five? As we go to the top of the mock draft, this is from ESPN. We'll also give you the Cowboys and Texans picks here, too. Anything from Ricky, by the way? No, nothing. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get them on tomorrow if we can't get them okay. on today. And classic Ricky fashion, fashion will probably call us at like 9.59. And it's like, dude, <laughs> we got to go. We got to get out of here. Um, all right, top five. Number one, Caleb Williams to Chicago with the Carolina Panthers pick. Yeah, they're, they're going to do this. they Justin Fields, although Chicago's winning lately, or they're looking better, okay, they've won a game. Yeah. Uh, it's time. It's it's that time. If you have the number one overall pick, you cannot run it back with Justin Fields. No. Justin Fields might be good enough to be a starter in this league, but he hasn't done enough to prove that he is a sure thing franchise QB. And if you have the chance to draft Caleb Williams, who's one of the most highly touted guys coming out of college that we've seen maybe since Trevor Lawrence, you got to take him. Yeah, you got to take that chance. Yeah. yeah. So that's not even a chance. That's what you do. That's the move. Yep, 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 yep. Number two, the Patriots going with the quarterback, Drake May, out of UNC. They have to draft a QB. Yes, they? they do. Oh, my God. The Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, what a disaster those two have been. Arizona at number three, taking Marvin Harrison Jr. So no quarterback for them. They uh, run it back with Kyler Murray and get him some help. Yeah, get, a, get the little guy some help. Yep, number four, the little guy. Number four, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner to the New York Giants. Oh, you're bailing on Tommy DeVito? How can you do that? Tommy DeVito. Yeah, he's going to make a great backup. And won three games in a row. And then you just paid your quarterback all kinds of money. Yeah, bad bit there. Everyone kind of knew it was a bad idea paying Daniel Jones that contract, and he's dropped the Danny Deuce on that franchise, hasn't wow. he? Yeah, so Jaden Daniels, uh, the Heisman winner. The number four pick and the number five, Olu Fashanu, the offensive lineman from Penn State. But you've got four quarterbacks in the top ten, three in the top five. J.J. McCarthy is going seven to the Raiders in this mock. So that's that's one of those things. Why A.D. Mitchell maybe considers coming back. It's like, well, if all of these quarterbacks are going super high in the draft, that's going to push me down. Do I want to return to Austin for another season and maybe find myself a guarantee to go in round one? You know, I, you're the guy who had me, you know, I love myself some JJ McCarthy. You kind of you you don't you know you don't think he was one of the, you know, especially when the Heisman race was going pretty strong and he mm -hmm. was up there pretty high. I don't think he was one of your favorites. No, not for the Heisman. I mean, especially after that. Penn you just State think he's game. a good college quarterback. You don't see him as a just a spectacular let me let me spin that first round pick. On him? Uh, he's going to go in the first round. I mean, he's 6'3", like 215, 220. He's got that build. He's got some arm talent. There's no doubt about it. I and think he's got some escapability. I mean, I think he's got potential to be a better pro QB than he was a college QB. Okay. Like, my, my J.J. McCarthy hate, and look, I don't think he's Caleb Williams. I don't think he's Drake May. Uh, but I think my, he's more like Brock Purdy. Hmm. No, I don't think he's going to be MVP favorite in his second year in the league, if that's what you're asking. I'm just saying, does he have the kind of same capabilities maybe of, of a Brock Purdy in the right system? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. He probably has more arm talent than Brock Purdy. There you go. No one thought Purdy was going to be a first-round pick. Hell, he was the last pick in the draft. Nobody thought that Joe Montana was going to be Joe Montana. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, McCarthy. Uh, yeah, no, NFL teams apparently really like this guy. So uh, his numbers aren't great. Obviously, the second half of that Penn State game was a joke. 
Uh, they won the game. They did what they needed to do to win. Yeah, so. they like his leadership. I mean, he's led this team now over the last three years pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's going in the top ten as well. So four quarterbacks going in the first ten picks in this mock draft for Matt Miller. Two Longhorns going there. I promised I'd give you all the Cowboys and Texans pick. Boy, it's it's nice scrolling down as far as I just scrolled to find the Texans on How about a mock. that because for the last couple of years, it's literally just like the top two or three picks. You see who the Texans have. Uh, well, they of course don't have their first round pick this year, but they've got Cleveland's first round pick as of now that's slated to be 24th chop Robinson, the edge rusher from Penn state. So maybe back-to-back edges. Of course, the Texans took Will Anderson jr. In the top three last year, the Cowboys speaking of edges taking JT, I always mess this guy's name up. JTT is what they call him from Ohio State, the edge rusher there, uh, who had four sacks against Penn State last season. Very good defensive end. More help on that D-line for the Cowboys. Do they need any more D-line help? Some secondary help. Yeah, can we get – they'll get Trayvon Diggs back, which will help. I don't think they're going to spend a first-round pick on a running back there. I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. Oh, here's Ricky. Talk to Ricky for a few minutes. There you go. We got uh, we got some time as we see in our waiting area the legendary lifetime Longhorn and Heisman Trophy winner, Ricky Williams. Ricky, can you hear us? Are you there, buddy? I see Ricky. I see you, but I can't hear you, bud. He's not talking, so I don't know if his mic works. I can't <laughs> oh. hear. I can't hear you guys. I don't know can't if you can hear, hear me, okay. but I can't hear. Okay, you know, we've got you, Ricky, which is good. Got to be the settings on his computer, I would think. I don't know what to tell him, though. Let me see if I can figure something out. I'm trying to end. figure something out. All right, we've lost Ricky. We'll see if we get him on. If it doesn't yeah, work today, back. maybe we'll talk to him tomorrow. 25 years since he won the Heisman Trophy. Do you remember where you were on that day, Buck? Were you there with him? No, no, no. I was watching. I was watching the ceremony. I was for the, I was there for the induction in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. His running back coach at the time was. Okay. You didn't get the invite? You can't take, you can't take everybody to the Heisman. Well, come on. You're the guy who recruited him. You brought nah. him to Texas. He's got to take you. No. Took me to the Hall of Fame. That was important. Yeah, that was important. That was a cool moment for that you. It was a great moment. What about you, man? Watching Ricky win the Heisman 25 years ago today, what was uh, going through your mind? I thought it was incredible. I mean, you know, the thing he talked about when I went to recruiting was the fact he said, I'm coming to Texas to win the Heisman Trophy. You know, a lot of guys will call and, and straight up tell you, you know, I'm coming there because I want to graduate from Texas. Right. And he did graduate from Texas. Well, he didn't come to Texas to play school. Come he on. Didn't come to play. Yeah, he came to win the Heisman I didn't even Trophy. do that. And I didn't play sports. I remember looking at him and going, okay. Yeah. That sounds good. That's a lot going on right there, freshman. How about that confidence right there? Oh, he. I mean, that guy – he could have. He he probably thought he could have come and won the the Outland Trophy too. <laughs> I mean, he would have thought that. I mean, as he could have played linebacker. Yeah, the Nagurski Award. I mean, he was he was special. That's a supreme level of confidence right there. Oh my goodness. There are other guys who have that level of confidence, but obviously for him to to put in the work and and back it up and actually go out there and win the most prestigious award in the sport, like that's impressive. Nobody man. worked harder. Nobody worked harder. I've not been around a, a guy that's, you know, I've had players that really, really work hard, mm-hmm. but nobody worked harder than that guy. I don't think people realize how hard Ricky worked, oh. like in college and in the NFL. You don't have the success that that dude had unless you're willing to put in overtime, and he did. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of folks. There was a, there was a lot of folks, even when he got – I remember when he got to Miami and we were at the Super Bowl, and one of the guys that played with him said, dude, this guy 
we had to stop him because, you know, Ricky at practice would get the ball and run 100 yards or 80 yards to the goal line the other way. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of held up practice. So when he got to Miami, he was doing that. The guys used to say, grab him and hold on to him. We don't <laughs> don't let it's, him go. It's hot. It's in Miami. Yeah. It's hot as hell, humid as hell. This guy's <laughs> running 100 yards. we got to wait till he comes back so he could get back into the huddle again. That is fantastic. Oh, every play, he just – I mean, you don't make long runs unless you practice long runs. Yeah. You know, making guys miss on air. I mean, that's that's just the way he worked, and nobody worked like that. Who I mean, taught him that? Any idea? I don't know. I mean, I I I I think he he got that from just the fact that he had watched a lot of a lot of NFL players. I mean, he he could imitate, emulate just anything that he saw. He could do. Yeah. And he could do it in a hurry. Visual learner. Yeah. He just would see it and thought, okay, this is what I need to do to become great. And he did. He did indeed. And he practiced it. All right. Is we, he back? We've got Ricky back. Can you, you hear back, us buddy? this time? Yeah, I can hear you. There you go. Hey, congratulations. Tw today, the 25th year of the Heisman Trophy. As you say, congratulations. That? People say congratulations, but what I said in my speech is I said all I had to do was stay alive. So. <laughs> That's all you needed to do if you stay <laughs> alive to, and you to, would win? To, to make it 25 years? Maybe 25 years, yeah. And yeah. you've done a good job of that, man. But congratulations anyway. Thank you. Now it was it was fun. It was fun to to get to get the stage and to so it was funny. Um, so Jaden Daniels' father played at Iowa State in 1998. And so mm -hmm. after we won, I went up to his father and I said congratulations. And and his dad like had this big smile on his face and he said he said I've been telling Jaden about you since he was a kid. He said it was one of those big fish stories. Every time I told the story, you got a little bit taller and a little bit faster. <laughs> But yeah, that game against Iowa State in '98, I had 350 yards rushing, mm, a little, a little over three quarters. So it was, it was cool. It was a cool, it was a cool full circle moment, you know that that the father oh, of the current Heisman Trophy winner, you know, got run over by a previous Heisman Trophy winner. How was it to to be back with all those guys uh, in New York this weekend? This past weekend. No, it's fun. It, it, this is my fifth or sixth year coming back. And, and after five or six years, it's really become a fraternity. Uh, I feel like the guys are like family. So it's it's fun. Um, every year, you get to see your buddy, Doug Flutie. Um, Has he gotten any taller? He's got, he hasn't gotten any taller, but he's always complaining about injuries because he doesn't slow down. He's still he's – Oh, no, still he's still playing. He's still an athlete now. I guarantee he's still playing hockey up in New England, playing basketball, playing hoops, doing all that – probably playing flag football. Exactly. Well, you you didn't like to give that up either. I mean, you still used to play with you know street with the kids. You'd come over in the neighborhood on a Sunday when you're playing playing the streets, knocking kids up against cars and stuff like that. You never want to stop. Ever, ever, I, ever. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's good to have you. You know, it was good to see you this year and uh, for, for the Texas Long Ricky. How about winning the first Big Twelve championship and then watching the Horns uh, two weeks ago get it done? Yeah, you were there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think. Well, it's but it's also winning the last Southwest Conference, you know. Yes. And as Texas is leaving the Big Twelve, you know, they they won the first and then winning the last. And I think if history repeats itself, SEC better watch out next year. <laughs> I love that, Ricky. Uh, you know, we we've talked to you about Jonathan Brooks, but Jonathan Brooks obviously tore his ACL pretty late in the season. What about these other running backs, C.J. Baxter, Jaden Blue? They've kind of picked up exactly where Jonathan Brooks left off. The run game has been really consistent for this group all season long. I mean, for me, this is the story of this team. I think if you look at the, the past great teams, at least in the past 30 years, 
there's always a star player, someone that that really jumped out. And I think this Texas team, they just have a bunch of athletes, a bunch of guys that can play in it. I think it's it's what makes this team unique. And as far as the running backs go, each of them, you know, someone asked me a couple of weeks ago about having a stable of running backs. And I think Buck can speak to this because he had Sean Priest and myself all in the backfield at the same time. And part of it is figuring out what each of the guys do well and putting them in situations to do that. And I think Sark and the, and the offensive <clears throat> coordinator, they've done a wonderful job of getting the best out of the, the backs that they have there. Now, I, you, Ricky, I, I, would you have loved to play in this offense that Sark does right now and, and what he does? Yeah. Sark, Sark reminds me of Makovic in the sense mm-hmm. of they're both offensive geniuses and they do a wonderful job of scheming the run game. Yeah, I mean, I'm noticing the, the counterplay and the different ways they're running the counter. I mean, they got to it towards the back end of the season. They didn't do it originally. I, I think they, they still were worried about that young offensive line, about vacating areas and pulling guys. But then they started using tight ends, and then they started to feel like those guys are old enough now that they could vacate, and the backside guy would come down and do, get his job done. But, I, I, you know, if they would have done that originally, they may have had a 1,500-yard rusher, you know, yeah. this year. Yeah, you know – to we know because Makovic loved the counter, you know, and you block everyone down, you you pull two guys and you give running backs lanes to run. That's probably my right. favorite way to, to run. And if you have an offensive line that's athletic enough and mm-hmm. talented enough to be able to block it up consistently, it gives defenses fits. Yeah, I think um, it, it would it would help them, Ricky, was the fact that he had two young backs after Jonathan Brooks went down. He started running that counter. It gave him the two-way goes. It gave them two ways to think about what to do and not just run off tackle on a zone, you know, a zone play where you made one cut and done. This gave those guys an opportunity. I mean, if a guy got kicked out, he'd go underneath. If a guy got hooked, they'd go outside. I think it helped out the young running backs. Yeah, and I think it's, it's – I mean, not to get too technical, but I think it's great when you have an athletic offensive line uh, to run gap scheme, to run the counter. Mm-hmm. Because it's so, it's so hard to defend, especially nowadays where everyone's throwing the ball so much. Yeah, agreed. Ricky, uh, you talked about this team's talent. You talked about the versatility, their ability to win game and you know, games in different ways. Do you feel like this Texas team has enough of that talent to uh, win the national championship here in a couple of weeks? They definitely have enough talent, but I think more importantly, they, they have a lot of momentum. You know, but I will say, I was a little nervous. I had a, you know, history. History's in the air. So I had a flashback. I was I was on stage and I was looking at, at Michael Pinnock's face when – when Jaden Daniels was announced as the Heisman Trophy winner. And I like flash back to Vince's face you know, mm. when Reggie Bush was announced the Heisman Trophy winner. And so, you something know, to prove. He's got something to prove. So, Texas on defense better better be ready. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's a wonderful quarterback, throws a nice deep ball. But what he does, he can throw from a lot of different angles and he's not afraid to go ahead and throw it. He will give his receivers an opportunity to beat your secondary guys. And he doesn't mind throwing 50-50 balls up. But he doesn't do many of those because generally he's on the money with his long throws. With the 50-50 balls, he looks at his tall wide receivers and said, hey, he's going to outjump your little cornerback at 5'10". It's just going to happen. Yeah, he's just got so much confidence right now. And he's had a, such a strong arm. you know. And I think defenses aren't usually aren't used to playing against left-handed quarterbacks. So mm. it, it's – I mean, they've seen him before, but it's going to be a challenge. It's definitely going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Not to uh, put the cart before the horse here, Ricky, but, you know, looking at that other semifinal, if Texas is able to get by Washington, which will not be an easy task, like you just mentioned, you got a preference on on Michigan or Alabama, who you'd rather see or who you think the Longhorns match up better against? They're both really good teams. 
Um, I, I'd rather play against Michigan. You know, I think you give you give Saban the game film from the the first matchup. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good game either way. But but I like the Texas Michigan matchup. Okay. All right. Listen, man. Thank you for your time. I know you, I know you're busy. It's good. It's good to see you. It was great to see you at the meet and greet. Did you have a good time when you were in town? I mean, you were. It looked like you were so excited when you were back in Austin a, a, a couple months ago. Like you had a great time. Yeah, it's probably the best time I've had in Austin in years. So I'm def. I'll be back. Yeah, no, that is great to hear, man. We we enjoyed having you. We always enjoy having you on this show, and 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 hopefully, now I know the holidays are coming up. Got all these dadgum kids and grandkids. I mean, so now we we love to get you on before the net before we get down to New Orleans or when we're down in New Orleans sometime, and talk yeah, about please. New Orleans a little bit now. Yeah, please, please, I'd love to. All right, my friend. One last question for me, Ricky. Did you think about uh, throwing an elbow at Billy Sims when he yelled "Boomer" on uh, on Saturday? Not this time, but the the two years where it was Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murphy. Then definitely, I wanted to throw, <laughs> wanted to throw wanted to throw my coffee mug at him. But all right, I, I want to know this before I let you go. When are you going to be in the Heisman House? When are we going to? Have, we haven't had. Oh. Did you? Were you ever part of that Heisman House deal? I think I was. Part of, I was part of the first one. But, okay. But but what happened was when I launched my cannabis company, oh, they stopped, they stopped calling. But I'm telling you, when they bring me back, I I can predict now because the commercials get edgier and edgier every year. Yes, it's going to be a a smoky room. That's my oh, that is great. You have got to do that. You have got to do that. Hey, bless you, my friend. Tell everybody I said hello and have a great, great and safe holiday. Yeah, thank you. You guys too. Thanks, Ricky. The legend. Wow. Ricky Williams won the Heisman Trophy 25 years ago. Smoked up. That'd be great. The Heisman House. The Heisman House. Emphasis on that. That is awesome stuff from the legendary Lifetime Longhorn. Yeah, 25 years ago today, Ricky Williams won the second ever Heisman Trophy for the University of Texas. Fun conversation there. Look who it is. We go from legends to legends. More legends. With Wags and Rodney. You guys, you buddy fuckers we can't follow that up yeah really you can. what are we gonna we just do take with the that? hour off <laughs> what do you would you would show up dead of all time man Rodney, you know he's gonna get it from me for being late for that oh you know that's okay hey better late than never you know what i'm saying that that's it's all good it's all good i'm glad he made that, man, that was a great him, interview dude the, yeah, in the Heisman fun. House, man, fantastic, dude! Can you I can't wait that to see that happen. That, that actually comes up, fruition, up in man. smoke. Yeah, get his ass back in the Heisman House. That's for sure. Yeah, you I'm know. Sure. And, and sa Saturday, when I was all laid up, when I was talking about watching all that other TV stuff, I saw his football life. I saw Doug Flutie's football life, Roger Staubach football life. So, man, it was it's really cool to see Ricky this morning because it was like fresh on my mind. Everything that I saw on Saturday. I that love how based play. Ricky is, man. I love the fact that he, Ricky don't give a hell what you think about him. He's going to be Ricky. And if you want to kick him off the Heisman, you know, yeah, house like, or whatnot, be, be that as it may, dude. He's going to be Ricky, dude. It's so He's going to be Ricky so damn much that you're going to bring his ass back in, man. Or they, like I said, they are getting a little edgy, so they they may bring him back. Yeah, that guy ain't gonna stop the cannabis for nothing. No, hey, oh, I no. just want to. I want to be the guy dropping off the cannabis to the Heisman house. There you go. Yeah, that's the job that you want right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Run, All Ricky, right, run, man. Give me the gas.
That's it. You guys, you guys are the best. One final shout out to our friends at uh, Lake Cliff Golf Club. Thank you so much for having us. This has been a lot of fun this morning. We're actually going to play around here in about an hour. Really looking forward to that. Thank you to them for having us out. Check out their website, lakecliffgolfclub.com for more information. They've got a few membership spots open. This doesn't happen often, but your opportunity to join this beautiful, beautiful club is available right now. Just go to their website, lakecliffgolfclub.com. Com. All right, the Buck and I will be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Of course, Texas Sports Unfiltered is live until 5 o'clock this afternoon. Fellas, thank you guys. Y'all have a great show. Hey boys.